You're listening to Beneath the Tide, a weekly pirate-influenced Dungeons & Dragons campaign ran on the Mimics & Monstrosities Twitch channel every Wednesday at 10.30pm Eastern Time. If you'd like to watch along with us, you can find us on Twitch at Mimics Letter N Monstrosities, and all other contact information can be found in the episode description. Music found in this episode is performed by Kevin McLeod and Ross Bugden. You're listening to Beneath the Tide, episode 19, Family, streamed live on Twitch, June 26, 2019. <laughs> oh. Hello. 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 Hello, everyone. Ah, hello. Hello. What's up, Internet? <laughs> I still, just, I still just want to point out if we need a theremin, I've got one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you know, yeah, if anyone got have a theremin, it would be Caleb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bits. I'm no longer muted, chat. Um, <laughs> thank you for the bits, Jeremy. Again. Well, um, bits. Well, bits. Just the bits. <laughs> Just the bits. I'm gonna make a D&D character called Terry Folds. Anyways, um, <laughs> I guess that reference you great. Uh, hello. Um, welcome back to Beneath the Tide live. Let's hope this goes well, because last week was a shit show for streaming. Um, what should I talk about? You know, we've got some announcements. Um, if you want to join in on a text-based RP D&D game, you can on our Discord. It's called The Infinite Layer. Uh, two people, three people from the Soldiers of Lich Queen game are playing in it, um, which is great. Oh, so everyone but me out. Oh, I didn't everyone but you, Sam. Oh well, okay. Get together. Get that, with the program. And that is a uh, that is a uh, D and D campaign set in the abyss. So that's always fun. Um, if you want to take part in that, you can always just you know pop a, pop an old application down at third level. Um, tomorrow night, Grimshade Mountain at seven p.m. Eastern time. You can see it's going to be what happens. So it's gonna be so freaking cool, guys! Like, tune in. It's I have a feeling I know it's gonna happen because cool of stuff. because of what I saw in the critical role thread. That's all. I'm gonna Shut say. up, Justin. That's all I'm gonna Shut say. up. That's all I'm gonna Shut say. your dirty <laughs> mouth. Because um, uh, oh man, if 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 so, so in. I'm like, I'll dive in, like moist. Um, no, never use that uh, word again. Um, Everybody, remember what Justin just said. Tomorrow, when you watch Grimshade, Garak's it's going to be so hilarious. Garak's going to die. I can bring in my backup character, the gnome necromancer. No, something stupid. I want to do something really stupid. Um, and then hopefully not as stupid as the that the negative druid wisdom. Awful, <laughs> awful. Um, and then on Sunday, one p.m. Eastern time. Hopefully, we're praying. Soldiers of Lich Queen. And we can see Hannibal try to cope with having a death dog as a pet. And find out what happens since he ate that eyeball. But I ate that in a session that never happened. Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to re... When we recap, that, that, that first ten minutes Fuck. that we played is going to have happened. Hannibal dies because he has one hit point right now. Um, 
and yeah, also we did a giveaway last week. We're not going to do a giveaway this week because we don't get a lot enough viewers in chat mostly. If when we get to the point where we're getting like a decent amount, like 10, 15, uh, I'll definitely double do digits. Some, yo, we get double digits because <laughs> we used to get <laughs> double digits and then that sort of dropped off a little bit. Um, but we really love you, chat. Those of you that you are chat. here, you guys are not that we don't bad. appreciate you. You guys are pretty great spamming the meme channel. Um, if you like, brought each brought three friends though. That'd be great. If you each told three <laughs> friends about Beneath the Tide, a D and D pirate campaign, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, have viewing viewing parties. Also, um, we have a podcast on iTunes. What? Uh, the first episode currently split into four parts, easily digestible chunks at like forty five minutes or so. Uh, and Garrett is in charge of the old audio podcast. So Garrett, if you want to talk about that for. Two seconds. You have two seconds to say something about the podcast. Oh, we released a podcast. It's on iTunes. I think and, that was two seconds. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I was kidding. And uh, uh, yeah, so we we released uh, four episodes, but they're all a part of our first session, broken up into uh, less than hour chunks. So perfect for where. Uh, you know, if you're uh, uh, commuting between a suburb and your inner city job, because that's how long it usually takes is about an hour to take the bus in, into the city. Um, yeah, uh, the I'm currently working on the second session, which is the four, the next four episodes. But when I get done with those, those will be uploaded and ready to go. Uh, I, I've been working six days straight now at my job. So, uh, tomorrow will be the first day off I've had in six days. So Gross. yay. That's when I will hopefully finish up this, uh, this next, uh, chunk of podcasts. Fantastic. And also, yeah, check it out on iTunes. You really just need to look up mimics, ampersand, monstrosities, ampersand is the and symbol. For people like me who didn't know, because I learn something new every day. I have low intelligence. Uh, and Episode. give us five star ratings because I'm asking you for them. Just like cup the five star rating. Oh yeah, away. and if you have any feedback, go ahead and shoot it to us on Discord and instead of like the iTunes yeah uh, review yeah. stuff because that stuff. I mean, it, it's kind of, you kind of have to play the system on that regard. Yeah, shoot us, yeah, shoot those, shoot us those comments up. and whatnot right to our ear holes or our eye holes yeah. uh, on uh, Discord. <laughs> um, also, I hope everyone's ready for Icarus's Macho Man Randy Savage voice to continue. Um, yeah! <clears throat> I have not heard said voice, so I'm Ooh, excited. Watch the episode. I didn't. I don't have time, Justin. It was only two hours. I don't have time to <laughs> download it in chunks and watch it. I work 40 Listen hours a week. To the podcast. <laughs> this guy down here, he knows what's this up. Is, this Listen is to, episode 19. To that the, was episode one. Listen to episode one to get a memory of how. Yeah. Listen to episode one 19 times. Oh, okay, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, know that. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, math teacher. Senpai. Anyways, no, no. no. <laughs> Last time on Beneath the Tide, animated <laughs> intro.
I'm kidding. There isn't an animated intro. Imagine yeah. if there was. How great that would be. Just imagine it. Just close your eyes imagine, and imagine for about a minute imagine, and a half. Imagine an anime-style intro with a pirate ship and all of them like fighting like sahu wagons and stuff on the pirate ship. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Everybody strap in for a ride. We're going beneath the tide. Oh, nice. Oh, I like it. Time to get you to record a song. Anyways, <laughs> y'all. Sam Regal. <laughs> y'all followed a figure into Marion Brownlow's home and discovered Galen Brownlow, her nephew, the three-year-old that you guys rescued earlier, chained up in the basement of her home with bodies scattered around him and their brains removed. Marion attacked after going through seromorphosis which inspired, I was inspired heavily off of from the Baldur's Gate 3 trailer, which is thumbs up. After turning into a mind flayer and was quickly dispatched by Eclipse, almost one hit because of critical and then other stuff. Um, <laughs> gathering <laughs> Galen good. and speaking to Malin Grassbladel, the kobold bosun of your ship, he mentioned himself and some other members of the crew were hiding out in the basement of the blubberous whale, the tavern on Harrigan's Wharf. You mentioned the ship was anchored safely offshore, and you all learned that you had somehow been in the Feywild for 15 days. <laughs> Eclipse. Oh, and just for recap for Kate here, Eclipse's armor was dissolved in the Feywild, and Noose gave you his Deinonychus hide studded leather, so you have studded leather now. Woo! And you got your, one, your plus one flintlock pistol. Woo! You can't make a flint, one plus one flintlock pistol on D&D Beyond, so I just tweaked it for you a little bit. Awesome. I believe. I don't remember. Anyways. You all know you've somehow been in the Feywild for 15 days, which a little over two weeks during which... A little over two weeks during which time the small settlement was attacked by the ship and the army of Mind Flayers. Attacked by a ship and an army of Mind Flayers. You all swiftly made your way towards the Blubberous Whale, aided easily by Noose's Pass Without a Trace spell, and avoiding massive, giant-sized mind flayers roaming the docks and tearing apart dead kobolds and others that litter the docks. This army was led by one Ilyasine, <gasps> who was no longer a mind flayer, but was a long, red-haired woman. Human. You guys snuck past the giant mind flayer and peered through the windows of the blubberous whale and saw a strange sight. A group of bar folk sat around in the bar, eating and drinking amidst the chaos on the wharf. Upon closer inspection, they weren't exactly ingesting the food and seemed almost not there 100%. Ash, disguising himself as a mind flayer, entered the tavern, and unbeknownst to him, the tavern goers were hosts of intellect devourers, and instantly could see through Ash's disguise with their detect sentience, and subconsciously alerted one of the mind flayers stationed in the back room of the tavern. Ash made his way towards the basement to rescue their crew, only for the Mind Flayer in the back room to cast a spell at Ash. Obviously, only for it to fail, but combat to become engaged. After a tough fight with the Intellect Devourers and two Mind Flayers, the party emerged victorious, with Malon being the only survivor of the crew that remained behind on Harrigan's Wharf. There is still crew alive on the ship. As you all finish the fight, you notice the southern wall slowly cracking before being shattered and a giant-sized Mind Flayer tore through the wall and entered the tavern with twenty or so intellect devourers pouring in through the hole. The giant Mind Flayer threw a table at Ogden Boone, who was carrying Galen Brownlow, knocking them both prone as the massive intellect devourer scurried towards the party. And as we jump into the session, as the giant Mind Flayer and massive 
cornucopia of intellect devourers rush towards you all. You all feel the air almost evaporate briefly for a moment around you, and you watch as a familiar figure now stands in front of you, robes flowing, standing there, robes billowing, and book in hand is Baxter. And as soon as you notice him, he chops one of his fingers off, mutters a few phrases in a language you can't quite comprehend, and you watch his amputated finger, fingers, amputated finger, burns up with green flames, and he begins drawing a green, flaming, glowing, arcane circle in the air. The circle flares for a moment, and you feel trembles in the earth, as the Mind Flayer Giant and its army of devourers are pulled through the arcane circle and vanish into thin air as the circle closes. He turns back to you all, claps his hands, and you all find yourself standing on the deck of your ship, the Kobold's Cradle. We need to have words. First, it's time for sleep. He waves his hands, and you all feel yourselves black out into a stream of unconsciousness. And in this stream of unconsciousness, you each have very, very, very strange dreams. Ash, you dream of a deep, slow, throbbing heartbeat and find yourself floating in the middle of the ocean, alone. The waves are monstrous and thrashing you about. Your lungs are filling with water. You see a massive tower of black obsidian jutting up into the sky in jagged angles. A fork of lightning slams into the tower, and you come awake. Noose! Uh, what? You, you dream of a fog-covered landscape. The sounds of sorrowful moans fill the night air. You find yourself slowly walking through chest-deep water. Ruined buildings all around you, intermixed with dead trees. People wander about in this fog, looking mournful, almost like they're looking for some purpose. They all, they all seem devoid of life. Not undead, but something more. A cold, wet hand touches your shoulder from behind, and you awaken. Eclipse. You find yourself in a landscape of flame, torture, and death. A hallway of bone, magma, and jagged obsidian is nestled before you. As you make your way down this hallway, the sounds of tortured screams fill the air, and the sounds of unearthly haunting laughter. You hear yourself scream, and catch the brief glimpse of a swirling mass of flesh and blood, writhing on the floor and laughing as it seems to be reforming into something else. Beside the mass is a black Excuse me. Beside the mass, in a black iron cage, you see yourself, seemingly starved and in a quite severe state, but skin like just pulled as tight to the bones as possible. The image of you inside the cage reaches out and you awaken, the smell of sulfur and blood heavy in your nostrils. And finally, Ogden Boone. This is the one I'm so ready for. <laughs> you dream of a great pyramid nestled amidst a sea of sand. You recognize your home continent of Silgar. You haven't been here in quite some time, 
and for a moment you feel at ease, at home. However, the sands twist and you feel yourself falling deep into an abyss of inky darkness until you hit something soft. You look around and you see you're standing in a large endless room of sand that is slowly piling up faster and faster. A glowing blue vase rises out of the darkness and the grip of a strange figure with leathery brown skin, eight empty eye sockets where purple barbed tongues coil out of, and this figure seems to be wearing the outfit of what you recognize as a pharaoh. You look down and watch a silvery, wispy mist get pulled from your chest and slither into the vase. <clears throat> the pharaoh speaks your name. Octenbun. The debt has been claimed. In the home of Amin is what you seek. And you awake to, with a start to find a fine layer of sand coating the bed and what appears to be an hourglass burned into your left forearm. As you all awake, sorry, this is, there's a lot of text I have to read. As you all awake, you notice you're not in your rooms, or even on the crew quarters of the ship. You're very much elsewhere. You each have your own room, decorated with objects of your own interests. The walls are sleek obsidian and lined with the blackest of candles with eldritch green flames, never faltering but burning bright. You notice whatever wear and tear has been done to yourselves and your belongings has been fixed and sorted. Thus, long rests. Woo! Ash. Your room is decorated in various pieces of seafaring equipment, ranging from fishing nets, harpoons, and even to the jawbones of a massive shark that almost cover an entire 50-foot span of obsidian wall. Your bed is more massive than any you've seen, and your name seems to be stitched into the sheets. Not the name you go by, but your true name, your birth name, Gerhard Monsoza. On the wall opposite your bed, you see a large painting of the Monsoza estate, complete with a vineyard and a painting you have never seen before, but yet it feels familiar. In the painting, gathered around the vineyard, is your entire family, back before your family curse turned you into the man you are today. On a nearby desk sits a large model of the Kobold's Cradle, with small miniatures of each of your crew members glued across it in various positions and in various actions. A mirror trimmed in black gold sits on the floor uh, by a rather large walk-in wardrobe, and inscribed around the edges of the mirror are the words... A man who finds himself is never truly lost. Noose. Your yeah. room is covered in various animal pelts and pieces. Mostly heads of creatures oh. that have been stuffed and placed on plaques, dotting the four walls of the room. Your bed is comfortably goblin-sized, and the sheets appear to be made a nice quilt made from a collection of creatures native to your home of Bleakskull. Mostly swamp-based denizens like turtles, lizards, birds, and rats but it makes you feel right at home. Sitting in a glass case on the westernmost wall is a noose that is severely frayed and seemingly in a state of decomposition. Stitched into the noose in the goblin language with golden threads are the words, Confront the truth, and your past shall bind you no more. Eclipse. Again, I apologize for all the text, guys. Uh, <laughs> Eclipse. Your room is adorned in various pieces of regal furniture and trinkets. 
much of which look like the objects you stole as part of your employment in the Acacia Grove. Each one of them you can easily recall the mission you went on to retrieve said item. On a nightstand beside your bed is a small framed painting, a painting you can easily recall as one of your early days as a member of the Grove. You're standing there, much younger than you are now, almost child-aged, maybe, possibly, with two young, happy, and proud friends standing side by side. One Roman Isaac and one Durza Woodlouse, their arms wreathed around each other's shoulders and both rubbing the top of your head. Near the door of this room is a small wooden statue of Durza Woodlouse himself, complete with his set of samurai-inspired armor and his katana sheathed at his side. The armor and weapon both appear unscathed and no longer blown to pieces from the grenade tossed by Mordecai. The sheets of your bed are the finest silks, reminiscent of the comfort you had gotten oh so used to in the Acacia Grove. On a nearby pedestal, sitting next to a stone bust of Durza, is a small jewelry box that is open. A song is playing from inside the box, and upon looking inside, you see a small, cur small carving moving around and dancing to the tune inside the box. The carving is a small miniature of yourself, Durza, and Roman, dancing after completing your first mission together. You're all much younger and happier. Written in red silk on the black fabric of the jewelry box are the words, Family can brave even the darkest of tides. And finally, Ogden Boone. Once again, your room is full of books and objects of learning. The walls are lined with bookcases that stretch 30 feet up to the ceiling and come complete with a wheeled ladder that can cover the entire room and aid you in climbing to the tallest of bookshelves. Basically, like one of those ladders you stand on and you can like slide it around. Oh, it's, it's a dream. A dream and a treasure. That's amazing. Beside your bed sits a massive ornate golden cage covered in various arcane sigils and runes. The cage is about 20 feet tall and 20 feet wide, and seems to have a nice chunk of the Feywild somehow deposited inside the cage. Nestled on a branch inside the cage is Icarus, munching noisily on a mouse. Your sheets are made up of various maps from famous explorers and archaeological dig sites you read about as a young elf. The floor of your room is covered in ornate Egyptian-style rugs, reminiscent of Silgar your home continent. There's a sarcophagus in the far corner, standing up against the wall, and inside is a golden statue of yourself, with a clean and fresh set of robes, exactly like the ones you're currently adorned with. Sitting on a nearby table that is covered in maps and other trinkets, sits a small lantern with a wispy mist floating around inside of it. A note lays beside the lantern that says, May this ghost lantern aid you like it has so many others as you delve deep into reclaiming that which was taken. So, Ogden Boone, in your equipment, you can add a ghost lantern to your equipment and you are automatically attuned to it. And um, we're going to go through each of you and see what you do and how you handle having these really weird rooms out of nowhere. So, boom, noose. Uh. Whoa. What am I? What is this? What is that? This is cool. Oh my gosh. Uh, wait. No. Are there any doors? Where's the doors? Windows? There's one door. It's one near, door. Yeah, it's near, uh, where that glass case that has the noose inside of it. 
Newt goes to walk to the door, but he, he goes like this as he's looking at the noose in the glass case. Yeah, you see the, you see the inscription on it, what it said. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of squints at it and then opens the door. The door does not open. <laughs> and as that happens, <laughs> as that happens, Ash, how are you handling your room? Like, get up off the bed. It's got that name written on it. Uh, your trident is laying kind of like on a table by your bed, completely mm-hmm. polished and looking unscathed, like it hadn't been piercing a bunch of fleshy, bloody stuff. Leave it there for now. I'm going to walk over to the to the model ship, sure. pick it up, look at it, Yeah. see how accurate they got. If I look for myself first. You find yourself on the uh, where the captain stands usually by the wheel long flowing like piratey looking admiral coat and a big like sweet looking admiral pirate hat with like a big black feather sticking out of it hmm else? there's an eye patch you have your eye I check to see how detailed it is. I want to try and take the little figure and see, can I like does the eye patch paint it on or can I is it like actually it's a on? Small there? little like separate eye patch. I want to try and lift it up and look underneath it. Your eyes completely normal, unharmed. <laughs> just wearing it for it's, a it, It's just like it's like someone took creative. It's a fashion statement. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like someone took cloak of billowing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like somebody took like creative liberties with your outfit. Mm. But it I is like to... it's one hundred percent accurate. Well, I mean, what is 100% accurate appearance-wise for me? And there's a note on the ship. On the back side, there's a note. Turn around and look at it. Whatever changes you make to your ship will be reflected on this model. Or, it works or whatever changes you make to this model will reflect to the ship, and vice versa. That will make repairs and literally everything regarding this thing go way faster. Correct. Oh, all right. Gonna keep you nice and safe. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right, anything else for you, Ash, while you're in your room? Uh, I want to take a look in that mirror, too. Just see if like anything's weird about it. Yeah. You don't, you don't see what you look like now staring back. You see Gerhard von Sosa staring back. Let's take a minute to look in. Yeah. Does doing everything you're doing. Yeah, now then I'll go for the door. Same thing. Doesn't open. Huh. huh. And with that, Eclipse. How you handling your room? Um, well, at first I'm real excited because that means uh, nothing in the past few months actually happened in the beginning. Um, and that, like, when as she's kind of, as I'm kind of walking around in denial, remembering all the good times, um, I see Derza's armor and then it all kind of comes flooding back. 
everything was real mm-hmm. everyone he's gone my whole life was a lie um yeah yeah it's oh. real rough man um and she as she's realizing this she goes up to the painting she's her claws and then just claws through it leaving four claw marks through Durza and Roman and her face and then goes to smash the music box. Repair, the painting repairs itself. Oh, she's going to keep clawing at Every it. Every time you just, claw like, at it, it just keeps repairing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah she's basically just going to like break down in tears and just kneel in front of it. Uh, okay. Um, and then looking around, I'm assuming very broadly that at least some of the things that I had heisted were magical. Is there anything magical in this room? No. No. Okay. Besides, you know, the self-repairing painting. Besides the self-repairing painting. Uh, <laughs> there is also a letter on the nightstand table too. I forgot to mention that. Okay. And it's, uh, it's Durza's wax seal on it. Uh, I'm going to open that letter and read it. Uh, it is, it says, Dearest Eclipse, if you are getting this letter, it means that I have unfortunately passed uh, the set of armor and the katana are yours now. Use them how I would. Use them to the best of your ability. And if possible, use them to kill the person who killed me. Oh. Unless, and then he's, and then in like, then it says in brackets, you know, unless it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then, um, and oh. then, and then uh, there's an additional kind of uh, script. script written in the language you would know. It's kind of like a code for the Acacia Grove. Okay. Uh, like Thieves Camp? Yeah, yeah, kind of, but a little different. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's Thieves Camp, actually, yeah, because you're a rogue. Um, and it basically says Roman isn't who he says he is he's been manipulated by Kalios his entire time I hope we can find a way to bring him back to the way we knew him or at least I knew him it says don't don't count him out just yet He's a friend of mine, and I'll do whatever it takes to save him. And you should not judge him for the actions he's done. And that's what it says. And then there is a ring uh, in the envelope. And it's a Durza's ring that he would use to press his wax seal into stuff. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna uh, in very with very much cat-like instincts, I'm gonna look at the joy bot box and just yeah. slowly shove it off the table where it's sitting. Cat. And, like a cat, exactly. Doesn't budge. <laughs> it is stuck on the it table. Doesn't... Oh Justin, let me have my fun. <laughs> Uh, and then after failing that, I'm going to try the door. Yeah, it's the same thing. It doesn't open. 
I don't know. Try to pick it. There's no. Is lock. there a lock? There is no lock. And oh. while, while you while you are all like dealing with the, being trapped in your room, Ogden Boom, yeah. how are you coping with this room? Uh, first thing. How are you coping with that the... dream, though? How am I coping with that dream? Uh, so so okay. So the, my immediate thought is is this is uh. Fucking vase. Fuck. Oh. Hey, Russ. Oh, hey. Wow. Uh, you, you. Well, you look. Uh, you look like you're well fed. That's good. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, they. Uh, they treat you well. Yeah. Huh. Doing well. Oh. Good, good, good. Uh, can you help me out, partner? Can you can you tell me anything, anything about our uh, host? I got no fucking clue there, bud. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Very helpful. Ah, uh, perfect. No, you're. Is he okay? Do you know anything about the boy, Russ? Oh, uh, I don't know where he is. Last I saw him, uh, he was in your arms, and then poof, here we are. Uh, so uh, we're gonna figure that out. Uh, but first, uh, look at all this cool shit. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. Oh yeah. But uh, what's the yeah. what's the what's the riddle? What's the what's the answer? That's the question. Is what's the answer about what? Uh, about this whole thing, about this whole whole thing. Uh, thanks. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start. To, I'm gonna start. To, uh, What's that to, tattoo about on your arm? Oh yeah, no, that's a nightmare. That's uh, that's what happens. So you go to sleep and you wake up with a tattoo. I've uh, I've I've partied. I've partied. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, Russ. Before you knew me, I was a uh, I was uh, I was a bit of a laugh about lay about, and uh, now uh, I've I've had I've had tattoos. You go to sleep, wake up with a tattoo. Not the scariest thing but uh, uh this tattoo i think uh can i look can i really take it in because i i wanted to know if uh if if i have a i have a theory but is the sand in the hourglass moving yes uh uh rust buddy uh it appears uh it appears we have a shot clock what are you talking about? Uh, show him the tattoo, and I go. I just see ink. Hmm. Well, you know what this uh, what this means, uh, partner, is that uh, there's a there's a limited amount of time you and I have together, and uh, oh shit, right? Uh, so uh, so That's what uh, what? It's a uh, you know, uh, agreed friend. Uh, uh, muy no bueno. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our best with the time that we have to make up for our mistakes. That's oh, what we're gonna do. Oh yeah, 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 buddy. He uh, vanishes and appears on your shoulder. Oh, there. Obviously, obviously, scratches. Obviously, scratches are happening. Oh yeah. All right, uh, let's. Uh, oh God, let's let's dig into some stuff. Is there is there a way? 
Do you see any way out of here? No. Nope. The okay. door just nope. vanishes off the wall. Okay. Is there a, let's, uh, I want to look around the room for a tea set or something. Oh, there's definitely a tea set. Okay. I start making tea. Sure. Um, I start making tea and I start pouring over all the documents. And uh, I, I, I noticed the sarcophagus. Uh, Golden statue replica of yourself. Kind of like oh. doing a really smug and pompous pose, like hands on your waist, looking up like, hmm. Uh, so, so, uh, what I do then, uh, is I grab the, uh, the statue and I go, you beautiful bastard. I pull it out and I step into the sarcophagus where it is. And I look, I, I cast my eyes in the same position and I pull that bad dad shut. All right. You're just inside a sarcophagus now. Yep. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to see what happens happens nothing for my eyes to adjust nothing at, nothing all. at all perfect it's perfect like, then i'm gonna then i'm gonna relax i'm gonna be like yeah russ these are way more comfy than you'd think mm. Mm. oh yeah and oh, um yeah. as you're all getting adjusted to your rooms and sleeping in sarcophagus <laughs> sarcophagi you all hear a strange trembling noise and you, in each of you, in your respective rooms, see the visage of one Baxter Ornstein von Huxley the Fourth appear on the walls of your room. However, for you, Ogden, that face appears right inside the sarcophagus, looking right at you, like this far away. Uh, I'm gonna grab Durza's sword instinctually, okay. just out of its yeah, sheath, sure. and just like sing katana. Yeah. yeah, trident from the table uh, too. And it's Baxter's face. So Ogden, Baxter was Garrett's character from the first campaign. Yeah. An old human man now. Looks like he might be in his 60s, 70s. Kind of balding a little bit. Wild, untamed hair. Some spectacles on his nose. The goatee. Peppery. Salt and pepper. It's a lot of pepper in it. It's a lot of pepper in it. He takes, so up, lunch. He takes up most of the wall. And it's truly a strange sight as the visage of him casts an eerie green glow. You are all quite safe along with your ship crew and ship in my home. My demi-plane, if you will. These rooms shall be yours for as long as you require them. I shall answer all the questions you may have over breakfast. We will be having breakfast in the Arcanum, of which you will all be led to momentarily by a very, very, very good friend of mine. Don't be alarmed uh, when you meet him. He's one of the good ones, I promise you. And the and the visage of Baxter just vanishes. Uh, oh oh oh! Gotta go faster. Where's that kid? Worried about that kid. Uh, we'll find him, Russ. Don't worry about it. We'll find him. We'll find him. We'll get him safe. And we'll find him. I'm gonna load my pistol real fast sure. and just put it in its holster. Sure. Keep the keep the katana out. Of course. And as the yeah. visage melts back into the wall, you all see the door to your rooms or hear it. If you're all in good. Open. And before you all lies a long obsidian hallway with those strange flickering candles. Uh, open it up. Yeah, and you can see the door now open. Did he um, say breakfast? You said that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it to himself. And then he looks out into the hall and he looks to see if he sees anybody. Yeah, so as you look out, you see the hallway, standing in the hallway, you see 
I assume everyone else is like poking their heads out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Hey Russ. Hey Russ. Can <laughs> we get on here? Yep. So you see Ogden Boom poke his head out across the hall from you. Oh, hey, hey, news. Hey. You uh, you know that face? You know the face of that guy? The face, the faceman. Did he come to you too? Yeah, that's Baxter. He's um, weird, but he's nice. Okay, all right. Great. And uh, have a new friend. Perfect. You can hear the other two talking out in the hallway. I'm gonna like step out and just do like a look down each hallway and yep. until I see them. You see, I just do that. You're literally beside Noose's room. Equip and and. And Noose will run up to her and just be like, oh, oh Noose is like, like, okay. Up to Noose. avoid stabbing Noose. Noose is also clothed again, like almost like this. They put clothes back on him when he came back. Oh, so Noose isn't naked You're anymore? no longer naked. Oh. Um, h- hello, Noose. Uh, how have you been? Well, these rags, I guess, will suffice, but... Uh, uh, I'm I'm doing just fine, I guess. Um, there's some weird stuff in the womb that I woke up in. Um, yeah, Baxter kind of helped us out, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it seems like it hasn't been the first time. I'm gonna like try to sheath the sword, or yeah, yeah I'm gonna sheath it. It's like, um, have you have you seen? I see Ogden. Uh, have you seen Ash? Oh, hi. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Hello. You hear, no, your name, Ash. you hear your name being called. Yeah. Yeah. I Ash. Step out into the hallway. Look. Just. Yeah. No. Morning, crew. Everyone. I'm holding a model ship. Oh, um, Captain, my captain. Yeah. As uh, does all, anybody uh, want me tea? I got some tea, bro, and I got some oolong. Really good oolong. As you're all standing in the hallway, though. How can tea be long? You. See another figure sitting in the hallway. A six foot tall, hulking abomination of a toad like creature with slate gray flesh, a fanged maw, two long arms with knuckles dragging along the floor. The creature has small spikes on its shoulders, knuckles, and a line of small spines going down its head towards its spine like a mohawk. Strangely enough, this being seems to be wearing a set of robes in various shades of purple, with about six different layers of silks making up the robe, with a hood pulled up over its head, and with a single monocle over its left eye. It tilts its head to the side and looks you all over before smiling wide, black drool shining as it drips from the corner of its mouth. Welcome, 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 friends of Baxter. I am Copernicus. The toad-like being bows to you all, spins around on its toad-like heels, and makes its way down the tunnel, knuckles dragging along with him. Noose will pull out his monocle and say, Wait away, Copernicus, to breakfast. And Copernicus is a death slot. What the hell is that? And he kind of like lets out a croak as he walks away like, I think that was a breakfast summons. Very glad you didn't just stop after breakfast, because I would have been horrified. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, thank you for that thought in my head. Uh, uh, did not I need think, that. 
Uh, have any of you uh, have any of you seen uh, Galen? Have you seen the boy? Have you seen him? Is he okay? I, I I haven't seen him. Maybe he's in another room. All right. Uh, uh, check I'm the ship. Go... Oh, you check what? I check the ship. He's not on it. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, uh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna grab. Uh, just go in and grab a handful of the maps to peruse while sure. we're there. Yeah. Great. Are you all following Copernicus? News is, I think. News is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I scurry. I go to follow. But... News is all the way. All right. Uh, also, just a point of order. Uh, I rolled my portents there, ten and eleven. Just cool, like... cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Very middle of the road. Yeah. You're eventually led down the hall towards a rather large door made of black marble, trimmed in gold. There's a rather, excuse me, large doorknob also made of gold, resembling a rather large eyeball. Copernicus raises one of his hands, causing the top, the knob to turn and the door to slowly swing open. And you're all suddenly greeted with daylight and the sounds of birds emanating from within. Copernicus leads you through the door and you find yourselves nestled in what appears to be a forest glade of vibrant colors and seemingly set during the autumn season. In the middle of this glade is a large stone gazebo with a large white marble table covered in whatever food you can imagine along with numerous floating goblets of what appear to be wine. In the sky, birds fly around and chirp and sing their merry little songs as squirrels and other forms of wildlife scurry about. In the distance, you make it a family of deer feasting in a meadow. Sitting at the head of this table in a large black chair covered in gold trim sits Baxter, piling up various bits of food onto his plate. He gestures towards the seven empty chairs that have been set up and continues to pile more food onto his plate. Sitting in one of the other chairs next to Baxter is Garaxon, whose name I got wrong last couple sessions. The familiar half-dwarf, who ran that very interesting shop on Harrigan's Wharf. Copernicus makes his way over and sits down in the other empty chair next to Baxter, and immediately begins to pile his plate with raw fish and small cooked reptiles. The others will be joining us shortly. For now, please eat. Whatever food you desire shall appear. He gestures once more to the piles upon piles of food. Uh, great, yeah. Uh, hey, friend, did we, where do we ever land on that uh, dragon potion? Are you talking, are you talking to Draxon the Dwarf? Draxon the Dwarf, yeah, with his mustache. Uh, by the way, mustache looking great, my man. I don't do bribes. Do what? I don't do bribes. You can't bribe me. Oh no, no, just a just a compliment between friends. Yeah, we we didn't have a deal. Oh, okay, great, perfect. It's still the same price. One, it was. Perfect. Just wanted to touch base, touch base. We 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 uh, cream pie dragon, so great. Thank you so much for letting us uh, play your game. Uh, are these uh? Is this uh? This is bacon. Yeah, bacon great, appears. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, perfect. What's everybody else doing? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to just quietly sit across from Ogden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leaving a space between Baxter and me. Sure. Yeah. What about have, uh, have you seen the boy we were with? He's sa- yeah, Baxter speaks. He's safe. He's in his own room. It's a nursery of sorts. He is only 
a wee lad. So that's that. Okay. Can I do can I do an inside check to make sure he's okay? If you don't believe me, and he snaps his fingers in a little image of the room the nursery is, and Galen is sleeping soundly in a bed. Snap his uh, fingers and the image goes away. Great. Baxter uh, is also missing a finger because he cut it off to do something. An index finger. Yeah, index finger. Oh, dang. Gonzo. That's important. Mm. Uh, or write in his notebook. Dominant hand. Mm, you're right. Baxter, what have to do your hand? Oh, it's a new spell I uh, It's a new spell I made. It's, a, it's kind of like a mass banishment spell. Unfortunately, the cost is a finger. Ow. So, did you banish us? No, I brought you all to my demiplane. Well, one of my demiplanes. Okay. Um, it's just the last few hours have been, uh, you know, a little foggy. Um, didn't really sleep well. <clears throat> Yeah, you dreamt of the nine hells. That's that's ridiculous. That's awful. The what? The nine hells. Um. You all had dreams you were meant to see. Okay. Um. Uh, I'm just gonna imagine like the sweetest puff pastry, um, Abel Skeever dish, and I'm just gonna just yep. like start slowly uh, stuffing my mouth. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baxter. Hello. What's up with our rooms? They are catered to your likings, your desires. Does that does that happen um with your knowledge, or do you, or does it just happen automatically based on like a passive like scan I don't know do you, do you know what I'm thinking I do shut up <laughs> no He's, way yeah I know what you're thinking right now what's going on with that news all will become clear each of you got a message those Damn it, Baxter. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. He told me to do it, so I did it. He helps me sometimes, too. I'm sorry. Uh, who, who? Oh, oh, yeah. He gestures to the book he's holding. Steak and potatoes. <laughs> Wait. Steak. Like, it's like quality steak you're used to eating, like, from home. Mm. So, like, steak that probably costs, like, 500 gold. What's up? What's up, news? Baxter, but like, so you got a book. I had a book. It was like, oh, I know you had a book. book. I, it was I, like, I know you had a book. It's kind of why you're all here right now. Well, Descendral. Oh, oh, I know. Descendral. It was like the Book of Souls yes. or something crazy. The, book, the Tome of the Damned. Yeah. I know all about the Tome of the Damned and the other artifacts of the Sunken Lord. And when he says Sunken Lord, he looks right at Ash. Ash so, has, a, has, the, has just a shrewd 
silverware at this point has the steak in one hand and a handful of mashed potatoes just like <laughs> down his chin cheeks bulging i'm gonna elbow ash <laughs> so i know you summoned the sunken lord from the sealand highland not intentionally not intentionally but it happened that's why you're here i have made this place this order for that exact reason Almost like I had the foresight that this was going to happen one day. Because warlocks are dope, but he doesn't say that. An <laughs> uh, order, are there, are there more of you? Oh, there's about four more coming. We founded this order after the destruction of the Fungal Lich. Uh... Hey, uh, new friend. Yes, Ogden Boom. I have a, I have a couple things. Sure. Uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm, I'm very interested in, uh, if you could tell me. Uh, are you, is this somehow connected to, uh, to how I can, uh, how I can see things? Somewhat, and no. Great, perfect answer. Uh, I see through time, space, yeah. reality, yeah, um, yeah. with the aid of an ancient eldritch creature, entity, okay. if you will. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, just gifted true. magically. And that could be taken away from you at any moment. Oh, well, uh, thank you for that uh, <clears throat> glimpse into a, a nightmare. Uh, now I, I have got another uh, real ooh real real quick question for you real real uh, uh, QQ here. Uh, in my dream, uh, I saw uh, one of my biggest failures. Uh, and the thing is, is I, I I've known that failure since the day it happened. The morning it happened, I I had a dream. I had a, I had a vision. I would uh, destroy a valuable artifact. Um, he nods. Yes, you will. I saw... <laughs> In the dream, I uh, uh, I saw it whole. I've seen it destroyed. Uh, I've seen it destroyed so many times. Uh, in the dream, it was whole, and uh, uh, it took a part of me. And I have, uh, I have, I've got this, uh, this. Uh, this uh, well, uh, there it is. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that is yeah. the mark of the Prince Amin. I think we could say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, I'm. Uh, the your soul is uh, well, pretty much forfeit. Forfeit. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can read the timeline on that tattoo if you'd like. Uh, yeah, you know, if you could give me, uh, if you could give me a solid number, uh, I would both welcome and fear it. If you could uh, do that, I'd be, he it'd be great. Looks, puts, adjusts his spectacles, looks at the tattoo. Uh, that's not great. Uh, Twenty-one days until you are dust. Great, uh, great, perfect. Uh, that, that's twenty-one days on the uh, prime material plane. Yeah. Yes. Great. Okay. Great. Uh, 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 who wants Three to get drunk? Three weeks from this morning. 
Great. Uh, so who wants to get uh, drunk in the Feywild? Uh, I grab the nearest, uh, it, it, I'm imagining a Bloody Mary bar real hard. Bloody Mary pops up. Boom. <laughs> and I just start filling it with sliders and just start just start dancing away. I will say, if you do go to another plane to hide out, coming back would not be ideal. Uh, hey, uh, at this point, uh, I'm kind of just, uh, I'm kind of just dealing with shock, uh, uh, but, uh, I got you, my man. And then I finish that one. I just slam all of that Bloody Mary and, uh, I, it refills, clank the ice. Uh, good, good work. Uh, uh, I got a little, uh, got a little, uh, slider here. Russ, you into it? Oh yeah. Can I? Great. Can I interject for a second? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mentally order like six uh, mai tais and just start chugging sure. along with Ogden. Yep, he looks over at Ash. Yep. What was that about him turning to dust in three weeks? Oh, I'm I'm screwed. I break one of the most valuable uh, items in history. Uh, it's a it's a, I oh I'm sorry to interrupt well, you. Well, he has Baxter. to he has to find the vase uh, and you know destroy it to free his soul. Yep, no, it's my fate, and uh, I've seen it destroyed so many times. Uh, the thing is, it's uh, it's impossible to find. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? All right. He looks at you. He looks at you. Hey, is it impossible uh, gonna... to find? And he snaps his fingers, and the location and the map burn into your brain. Hey, Ogden, I'm right there with you. My soul's uh, trapped in the nine hells. <laughs> Uh, boot, um, total, total boot, just, what? As you vomit, on, it turns into butterflies. And just... Oh, that's so cute. Does it change? Like, wait, at what point does it change? Like, at, like as it's coming out, there's like no vomit. It's just he's puking up butterflies. So he, so like, he just feels insects crawling out of so his it, mouth. Yeah. So it's, so it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's ho- that's actually horrifying. He looks over at Ash. Yeah, so uh Oh, I think the others are arriving now actually. I feel like we should what? <laughs> I get another margarita over here. Right here. And Ooh. he's like they'll be here in about ten minutes, so questions. Any for me. Um, Why are you so old? I'm sorry to interrupt, Eclipse. Uh, same question. You know, for the for the time being, I think this might be best for our drunk friends. Greater restoration on both. All right. Um. Oh. I imagine a stack of paper and uh, quill and ink. Okay. I write down a question on a on the piece of paper, let it dry, fold it, and then slide it over to Baxter. He looks at No it. rush on that question. He reads it. All right. Uh, I say no rush on that one. I'll send it to you. Okay. He folds it up, puts it in the inside of his robes. Uh... The noose, while we're here in front of uh, someone who knows everything, uh... What's your uh, what's your deal with that head you found earlier? Why why are you uh, why are you why are you dragging around heads, bud? No, nothing. 
hey, uh, I can't smell any of this food. Um, yeah, and this will just give you the the necklace that he's been wearing. For me? Yeah. So you can add a necklace of adaptation to your equipment. I'll do that. That's an adaptation. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, oh, I can, my nose works again. Mm, all this smells really good. Um, Baxter, uh, before I was so rudely sobered up, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you call your order? You know, just just to get all the details. The Obsidian Covenant. Awesome. Perfect. Really great. And uh, who else will be joining us? Oh, they'll be here in a few minutes. You, you've met some of the members. Garaxon, he points to the death slot with the robes and the monocle. That is Copernicus. He used to be one of my apprentices, and well, that happened. He contracted the Chaos Phage, but I fixed it, so oh. he retained himself, but looked like that. Unfortunate. Go we, on. We think it's a good addition, but look, he look at that. He has so many amazing oh. abilities now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the others you will meet very shortly. Noose adjust his monocle. Yes, quite. Alright. So, um, if I could just back up a quick, for a bit. Ogden, your soul, your soul is at risk, gone, owed, some, something's wrong with it? Oh, uh, well, uh, 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 thanks for asking. Uh, first off, uh, such a lovely gesture for you to get involved in my life. Uh, uh, secondly, uh, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm essentially a human refuse afloat in a, in a vast, infinite space-time, uh, just trying to uh, really uh, right a future wrong that I've been seeing in my life. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, uh, my soul already belongs to, uh, it already belongs in the great blue vase of Amin. Uh, Amin, uh, I can spell it for you. A-M-E-E-N. Uh, Amin. Uh, it belongs there. Uh, no. Uh, but I have to destroy it. To Tom? get your soul back. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm a little confused. I'm a little hazy. Uh, Baxter, could you help me out? Could you could you do me a solid? If you destroy the vase, you'll get your soul back, which you also need to kill Prince Amin, the one who is holding your soul. Uh, here's the thing. He's evil. He's a f- evil pharaoh. You know, he's got eight eyes. He's got so many eyes. It's like a spider. But he doesn't it's have a- eyeballs. They're tongues. It's all eyes. barbed. It's barbed tongues. If I could, if I could draw a picture of him, it'd be. Oh, speaking just, of which, Baxter clap his I, hands, and a small probably, image of Prince Amin. It just floats around on the table, like life size, just standing there on the table. Yeah, yeah. There's the nightmare creature. There he is. Brown, leathery, like rotted skin, elegant-looking pharaoh robes, though, and like those like sweet like pharaoh collar pieces. Yeah. Uh, bald rotted skin head very tight on the bones eight four like eye holes going vertically symmetrical like doop 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 and long purple coiled like barbed tongues flailing out and then the figure disappears uh i order a hillbilly punch from roadhouse grill it does not appear (laughs) oh i i think uh eclipse i think they want uh 
I think they want us. Uh, uh, I think they want us sober. Uh, but uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm starting to get the the idea. Yeah. yeah. We'll uh, we'll mm. split uh, we'll split a silgar we'll split some silgar uh, uh-huh. a liqueur later we'll 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 make that uh-huh. happen. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of eclipse, yes. Is there something up with your soul? I remember you saying something about dingleberries at one point, and then you're dreaming uh, about hell. Baxter laughs when he says dingleberries. Like, ha, ha. Mm, yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, I I guess it's uh, been long enough. Um, news knows mostly about this. Um, but remember when I died while we were fighting over that whaling ship? I think I was unconscious until you were alive again, so not really, but I remember, I'm, um, I'm familiar. Well, I died, um, yeah. and while I was dead, um, my soul apparently went to the Nine Hells, um, and it's been kept prisoner by the person that was controlling Roman, as far as I can tell. Baxter, oh. Baxter's nodding. Uh, Can we get that back? Oh, I don't know if I told you guys, but uh, that weird, like, striped tabaxi thing with the backward hands, it's a wakshasa. I wore that the other day. Gesundheit. Baxter also nods. Uh, No, I think that's the thing that was controlling Roman. Yes, uh, he is uh, currently reforming in the Nine Hells as we speak. So that's what was happening in my dream. And you have your soul in the cage. You have to, oh, if you want your soul goody. back, you have to go into the Nine Hells into. Well, oh. I have a contact in the city of Dis. Uh, uh, no, uh, I would like to, you know, postpone that adventure oh, uh, as long as possible. Of course. Uh, yes. I can send you there when you're ready. <laughs> it can be done, though, right? It can be done. You have to kill the Rakshasa, though, and take the soul. It is in there in the Nine Hells, being tortured as we speak. So who knows yep. what's going to happen when she gets reunited with it. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. Uh, which is why I want to postpone it as long as possible, Ash. So, so, uh, so uh, you're saying uh, you and I can mutually bond over having uh, no soul, or at least uh, souls, both of us getting ripped from. Wow. Uh, you can bond. Baxter kind of like interrupts you a little bit. Like, oh, well, you can bond for 21 days. I mean, from my end, I guess we've got a, uh, we've got uh-huh. a, there's, there's some, uh, expediency that, uh, uh yeah. maybe, uh, from my end we should do. Uh, let's, um, uh, 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 Trip let's, to a uh, new let's, continent. Ooh, I dabbed again. Oh my God. No. Oh. I just wanted, I just wanted to ask one more question. Which oh, please, is, uh, ask him. We've got, uh, at least four more minutes. Uh-huh. Noose, is there anything going on with your soul, life, or anything else that you need taken care of that you haven't mentioned? No, of course not. You could also you could all say your souls are being monitored by a different entity. Each, you know. Oh, you know. Uh, Ash, are you? Are we, wait, are we? Are we all soul soul buddies? Are we are, all? Are we all in the soulless boat? To here? answer your question, Ash, I'll say one word, and that is vessel. I don't like that, but we'll we'll put a pin in that for later. Mm-hmm. You, you saw the tower. Mm-hmm. You might want to get there as soon as possible. Right. Okay. 
Well, I feel like Ogden's might be the most pressing time. It most likely is. He will die in 21 days. Right. So I feel like we should, I'm going to, as captain, prioritize Ogden Boone here. Speaking That's of priorities, out. though, let's talk about the sunken lord and how <sighs> you may have caused the threat to the entire world of Dalmasra as a whole and destroy it all one day. Don't worry, I have a contingency plan. If that were to happen, all members of the Obsidian Covenant get taken to a different plane of existence where we live out the rest of our days. That said, there is a way to kill the Sunken Lord. And through my foresight and looking into all the possible realities that can stem from this, there is one reality that you might want to make haste towards. Out of how many? You don't want to know. 14 million. <laughs> there are five. To kill the sunken lord, there are five artifacts that need to be in your possession. They are. The Tome of the Damned. News, uh, didn't we just... Uh, News, you'll yeah. be familiar with that book. Yeah. The Crown of the Stormfather. He looks right at Ash. That black tower you saw in your dream. Mm-hmm. The Seal and Isle. And he kind of looks right at you again. Deadpan, the Seal and Isle. And if it's shattered into dust? We'll get to that. All right. The tidal key and the sunken amulet. What were uh, those again? Tome of the Damned, which is the book Noose had. That mm -hmm. was bad business. The Crown of the Stormfather. The Seal and Heil. That green gem that Ash destroyed and summoned the Sunken Lord. Seemed like a good idea at the time. The title key and the sunken amulet. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Baxter. That's not uh, that's not this, is it? You beat me before I was going to mention it. I say out of the game. He points. <laughs> that is the sunken amulet. Oh, uh, well, uh, I gotta tell you, uh, I hate I'm holding it right now. Uh, Don't like ever real... put it on. Oh no, uh, uh, no! Uh, I, Noose uh, just gave me something I put right on right away. This is uh, this feels like a cold, terrifying nightmare as I hold it in my hand. Uh, I'm gonna wrap it up in a bunch of cloth and shove it deep, deep in my pocket. Um, Could we leave it with Baxter? I, oh, unfortunately, Destiny says you all need to have these items. Can Who's we Destiny? keep it with you and? Can we keep it with you until we get the others? No. Not even for safekeeping, you know, in case in case one of us dies or um, and we lose it to an opposing force. Well, we're claiming another one. No. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, Things that happen will happen if they need to. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's incredibly vague. Yes. In the past, as you are well aware, we have been known to destroy such objects. It's How like, should we be using them 
when we have them. You must confront the sunken lord and go deep inside his essence. Almost get swallowed by him, if you will, and complete the ritual. So, um, these guys, um, at least, you know, Ash and Equips, they know I wasn't in a very good spot when I had the tome. And that's why you must carry it once again. Uh, and then he <laughs> keeps going. Uh, 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 how do we how do we reset him? How do we do we nudge him? How do we reset him? Is he gonna just keep? Just, do we just? He casts um, silence. He casts silence on news for one second. Oh. Yeah, you kind of ah. you kind of just leave him until well, he goes down. I explain things. The sunken lord can only be killed by finding these artifacts that sealed him away. Um, the Tome of the Damned, I know you destroyed it, but it is currently sitting in the Morning Shores. Morning as in sad. M-O-U-R-N. Morning Shores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way of getting into the Morning Shores, however, is to either be killed and have your soul denied an afterlife, or get sent there by a very powerful spell. I can perform this spell, but it comes at a cost. I need the blood of a willing participant in this ritual, whose soul will be sentenced there upon death, never to be retrieved. Once you die, that's most likely going to be it for you. You will be trapped there for all eternity. No amount of magical capabilities can free your soul. Not even the fabled wish spell can get you out of there. So we find some asshole, and we trick him, and use his blood. You could, if your morality... I'll be that asshole. No, what? No. Any, like, person we're about to kill, just grab them, put them in chains, take their blood. Like, I've, uh, I've, I've got to be uh, willing. Not I've got trick them into it. Not influenced in any way. I've got uh, 21 days left. What's right, the risk? First goal, fix that. But that's the thing. Uh, if we go on this mission, I got 21 days left. Uh, I've got uh, literally 21. Uh, any gambles we take. You do not are, want your soul um, trapped in the morning shores, I can assure you of that. It's better than being trapped with the with Prince Amin. Yeah, we're gonna fix that. Um, but that's what I'm saying. What ha ha I get if he doesn't get the jollies with my soul. That's said. Anyone who dies while they're in the morning shores will be trapped there and become part of the collection of the being who oversees the morning shores. Descender. Uh, okay, that sounds really bad. Um, so Baxter. Back oh, he has, he has um, silence on you. Oh, yeah, he's just me speaking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Baxter, um, as someone who uh, is familiar with resurrection or bringing someone back from the dead, 
if it was done right away, even though it happened in the morning shores, would they be fine or would they be dead? They would be dead. Oh boy. The morning shores is a place where you don't want to be. Specifically, it's a place where the living should not be. So while you are there, all the creatures that are dead will know you're there. They will sense your life force, and they will do whatever it takes to possess you and walk out of there using your body while your soul stays behind. Yeah, guys, that's really scary. Let's not do that for a while. Mm -hmm. I feel like that. Go, go, go. No, I just said put a pin in it. What, um, what were you that's oh, oh, I thought you said wait a minute. I, I was I was gonna say uh, 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 I feel like a, a decent amount of us are currently uh, soul adjacent or uh, expecting to be in that uh, you, state. You, you, you do not want to die while your soul is. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, unoccupied by unoccupied. Us? Uh, meddled with while you're there because you will turn into an abomination. Yeah, you you don't want to die when your soul's got dingleberries on it. You do not. That's, no, that's... Uh, I just... Uh, I, I don't. If I'm being honest with uh, everyone here and I take the time to make very specific eye contact with every single person at that table... Ogden Boots making the chat cry. <laughs> uh... I don't want to die at all. I really don't. And uh, frankly, uh, since I've met up with you, I've had such a grand adventure I want to write about. And it's going to be part of my journey into infinity and history books. But I'm over dying. I'm over it. I, 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 if, I, if I never did it again... Uh, oh, 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 how that'd be a joy. So let's, let's, uh, let's work together and, uh, let's, let's turn these nightmares we all had into passing wind. Let's turn all these nightmares into dust. I immediately start thinking on the quote that was written in my room. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, yes, uh, having already done it before, uh, I am also of a death, uh, and I would like to get these dingleberries off my soul. Um, so, um, yes. Well. And I'm gonna, like, fist bump Ogden. Yeah, nice. Arden, uh, as said, <laughs> the Sealand Isle was destroyed, and that is one of the artifacts you need. That said... You would need another powerful magical artifact that can safely contain the soul and essence of a god, so to speak. Now, I have no knowledge of such an object, but I think I know a place where you could find one or ask around for one. As mentioned before, I have a contact in the city of Dis in the Nine Hills. His name is Valtariq. And he is a Cambian. And he is my contact in the city of Dis. 
which is in the Nine Hells, which is Hell, which is where Eclipse's soul is. So it's almost fitting. Um, he could help you out with said information. Now, the Crown of the Stormfather, one of the other artifacts you need. It is in, what I've heard, the Spire of the Stormfather, where the Stormfather's essence and soul resides and is contained. Now, it is impossible to get inside unless you have a vessel. And he looks at Ash for a second. Now, the Tower of the Stormfather is in the middle of the ocean somewhere, in between the continents of Ipshire, that is this continent, and the continent of Silgar, the continent that Ogden Boon is from and where you need to go to destroy the vase of Amin. In the middle of the ocean. So... The title uh, key, the last seen possession, or last person seen in possession, if you want to call it a person, was with the being who ferries the souls of the damned lost at sea. And that is on the ghostly green ship of the Flying Dutchman. And well, Wait, Ash, did we see that? That wasn't ghostly green. That was just a black derelict. Oh, I thought uh, the one that came up from Bleak Skull. Yeah, that was a black derelict. Okay, all right. Sorry. Nope. Would I would I have ever read about this flying Dutchman? Nope. Never. Uh, but us pirates would know about this infinite, well, infamous the three pirate that, the three story. The three that are pirates would, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, wow, this sounds like some, this sounds like some... And it is in possession of the captain of the Flying Dutchman, one Davy Jones. The Flying Dutchman is a myth. A story to tell to your children at night. He snaps his fingers, and you see a very live, live feed of what the Flying Dutchman is doing right now. It is in this very strange landscape, sailing underwater... And standing at the helm of the Flying Dutchman is the current Davy Jones of this setting, which is, I will say this out of game knowledge, is a player that was a player in one of my home games. He took Davy Jones's hat and basically became cursed to it. You see, standing at the helm of the Flying Dutchman is a creature of nooses, size and stature and appearance and race. It is a goblin covered in barnacles and little tentacles for a chin beard and a crew of fishy, damned humanoids. And then the image ends. So maybe it's not a children's story? Uh... And, well, you're already in possession of one of the five, and he points to the amulet that Ogden has. Um, uh, that is uh, secure inside my pocket, friends. So, sorry, Baxter. There's another big thing. I'm not. You probably know about it since you know a lot of stuff. But you remember when we went into our shop with that um, elephant? 
you know, that's. Uh, it looked like she was the one weeding the all of the ilfids that attacked us when you rescued she us. She is. She is no Do longer Iliocene. She is her true self, Irina the Red. And you all would know who Irina the Red is. You've just never seen her before. She was a pirate that was very well known, who was known for going to settlements, hazing them, burning them to the ground, and killing all who lived there. Because she wants to be the only one at sea. And her name, Irina the Red, is, well, she'd bathe those settlements in blood. Oh, I, I thought it was because of, you know, her red hair. That too. Colonist uh, conception. And she, uh, oh, she is rallying the mind flayers, which is not great. She's doing it to start a war among the nine pirate organizations. Yeah. And like there weren't enough wars going on already. And because of this, there is a current tides moot where all of the pirates are gathering on an island to vote on their next king or queen. Mm-hmm. Uh... Wait, how many days until that happens? I like where your head's at. I like that you were doing math. As I look down at my forearm and just go, ah. Well, three days from now. 20, 20, 20 days, 23 hours, and 45 Wait, minutes. Three days from now. Oh, no. We definitely don't want anything to get that. To become the new pilot captain. She wants to kill all of the organizations and be elected the pirate queen. Here's the here's the thing, uh, Baxter. I got a question for you, uh, real quick. Uh, I'm not uh, too hip uh, on uh, current government. I'd rather just read about ones that have fallen. Uh, doesn't seem like a, a positive governmental structure to, uh, to 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 kill everyone who might vote for you, and then take well, full power. Well, there are other continents. Oh yeah, point heard, point heard. Uh, she's going to make a coup and have the most power. And she does have an army of mind flayers at her back. Okay, uh, hey guys, uh, I gotta tell you, this has been a beautiful grand adventure. Uh, we need to take the time and uh, 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 noose, my man. Uh, what would you say to, uh, if you were going to completely destroy someone? How how would you phrase that? I would bash their head in. Great. Let's uh let's bash uh this uh, uh arena the red. Let's let's get her. Ash, you in? Let's 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 turn the screws on her. All right. So, what I'm hearing here. Yeah. Yeah. We go to the tides boot. We yeah. keep the seas and all the pirates from being taken over by mind flayers. Oh yeah. Then we go and get Ogden's soul back from a jar. Hey, yeah. I believe it was actually a vase. Um, <laughs> They're both containers that you could put flowers in either of them. Well, a uh, vase if we're being uh, real. Uh, oh, sorts of container, whatever it, we get vase, fine. We get that back. On the way back, I suppose we could stop by that tower and maybe get the crown. And then we do all this extra planar stuff that involves dying or going to hell or other stuff. We get, uh, we get, we get Eclipse's soul back. 
we kill and or banish the sunken lord. And then we finally get to some piracy. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, aye, uh, Captain. Aye, aye. I can't hear you. Aye, aye. Let's go. Um, <laughs> oh, who lives in a pipe? As this happens, you hear a cracking sound in the sky of this arcanum. And the room is no longer a garden. It is now a council chambers. And you're all sat around a table. And a swirling green portal starts to form. And a figure steps out. Pretty short. Maybe four foot in a bit. Kind of ruffled. Light brown hair with streaks of little flecks of gray through it. A pretty hefty hefty gray mustache also with little flecks of gray in it at this point um and wearing a set of uh really nice looking furs very expensive white kind of like polar bear-esque furs and this figure is a dwarf and he sits down in one of the chairs and he hugs garaxan the two of them hug, and you assume, hey, this might be Graxton's father. And he sits down. And he shakes, us. shakes hands, shakes hands with Baxter. And Baxter's like, oh, Gundar, you've made it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And for Chap, that is Sam's campaign one character. Gundar the Lesser. Sits there, thinks really hard, and a big stein of ale appears. It's like half his size, and he just starts drinking it. <laughs> he he gets alcohol, but I don't. He can handle it. <sighs> I worked in a tavern for five years. I think I can handle my alcohol. And Gunnar is like, oh yeah, so sorry it took so long. And he takes his, he puts like a miniature air balloon, hot air balloon, on the table. And he says, the skies were a little rough today. <laughs> Also coming through the portal. A half-elf female who doesn't look old at all. <laughs> and she sits opposite of Gundar. Doesn't Graxon doesn't pay her any attention. She doesn't pay them any doesn't pay Graxon any attention either. Great, great. Another figure comes out of the portal. This is a drow. With long white hair tied into a sort of like intricate ponytail and each little there's various little fabrics tied off into the ponytail she sits she kisses Garaxon on the cheek and sits down beside Gundar who is that <laughs> another figure comes through the portal Pale white skin, shoulder length black hair at this point, kind of pointed ears, red irises, fangs, very prominent fangs, and a very regal set of black robes with scarlet silks weaving around. And this clearly vampire sits down beside Kawana and she kind of just 
shifts herself a little bit to the left, away mm -hmm. from him. And mm -hmm. he sits down. Another figure steps through, a gnome. Pink hair, goggles strapped to his forehead, uh -huh. pink mustache. Who invited him? <laughs> no. Walking behind him is a large mechanical suit of armor almost. Just. And it pulls the chair out for him, picks him up, and sets him down in the chair. He goes, Oh, thank you. The final figure. Well, the final two figures that come through the portal. One. Looks like a Janasi. Airily. Hello. Sits down. Followed by another Janasi. An air Janasi almost. White hair. Kind of styled into a quiff almost. She's dressed in like long flowing, <gasps> like a long flowing black cloak and black leathers. Two very large daggers strapped to her side, and she sits down. Just goes like this and just stares at Gundar and waves at him a little bit. And all the figures are gathered, and the portal closes. And Baxter's like, well, welcome to the Obsidian Covenant. And he looks at the four of you. You are all now council members. Because, well, you did cause this calamity event that is beginning to happen. And it's only right that you help us fix it. Mm -hmm. So, I it. shall introduce you all. Feeling grossly underqualified. Garaxon, uh, yes, yes. you know everyone here. Gundar. He looks at the dwarf man sitting there. Set a bagpipe strapped to his back. Are they nicer ones than they were Oh, before? they're like made of gold and like... <laughs> gold is not a very they good... Look, they look really nice. Gold is not a good material to make instruments out of. It's far too malleable. Dragon bone and yeah, yeah. And he's Dragon sitting there. Blast. He's also you just kind of notice his left hand. Not there. It is a hook, like a gold hook. What happened to his hand? And he's just like, uh, "Hey, everyone." He looks at Ash. I like your outfit. Oh, uh, thank you. You look like you're the. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like you. I'm gonna talk to you later. I'm sure that won't be confusing for anyone. <laughs> Sit back, sir. Points to the dwarf. This is Gundar, the lesser. I don't know why he still wants to go by the lesser. Even after his father passed away, I don't know why you're doing that. How long has it been? Uh, two hundred seventy-six uh, years you, uh, since the first campaign. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I was also, do you, uh, perhaps, are you a landlord? Do you, do you rent out spaces? Because that's also another spelling pronunciation of lesser, like, lessy, lesser. Well, I do, uh, see over the great city of Niemstrom. Uh, I am yeah, the mayor. Then, yeah, in, in a way, he, you know, is, uh, make sure leases go through with, and then I kind of trail off and realize that I'm really out of my element and just kind of... <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, He's like, yeah, Amsterdam's a great city. It's uh, made of ice. It's built into a mountain of ice. It's great. Everyone should live there. It's great. 
I feel like Kawana would scoff at that. She does. Yeah, great. Um, this is Kawana Howell. He points to the half-elf woman. She just nods, waves. She is also a mayor, funnily enough. Uh, she is the mayor of Wisentor on the continent of Vesselfire as well. Um, I myself, Baxter still speaking, didn't take the mayoral, mayoral offer that I was given of Solspitza. Uh, instead, we burned it to the ground. Right on. For reasons that you could learn by reading my book when we, uh, the trials in whatever of the fungal lich. <laughs> trials in whatever? That's perfect. <laughs> 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 and when he mentions the fungal lich, Gunnar just like head desks, just. Uh... What was that where the hand went? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see you in a one shot. Oh. Damn it, Portobello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there would be another member here joining us, but uh, our friend, who was a small mushroom man, uh, became the fungal lich, and we had to kill him. So that's, that's unfortunate. Um. Anyways, uh, yes, yes. He points to the half-elf. He points to the drow woman. And says, well, she's just fun. That is Queen Alessa. I'm just like, who's my wife? <laughs> queen, uh, she is queen of the drow colony on the continent of Dragon's Beard. You know, that's our northernmost continent of this world. You know, it's a frozen hellscape. She's the queen of that place. Bravo, Gandar. Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's like, yes, hello. That is me. Um, vampire, well... As you can see, there's some discord among some people here. That's um, what we use mostly to communicate. This is Milwyn. He points to the gnome. He is the one who makes all of these fun artifacts and things that you saw at our shops. Oh. Um, he is a wonderful artificer. He even made that battle armor he gets into and runs around in once in a while. Um... And then finally, you know, Aralee. You guys met Aralee. Ogden, I don't believe Hello. you met Aralee. I, I, you know, I, we had a, a, a brief uh, encounter. Uh, so lovely to see yes, you again. Yes, in the castle. I saw that. Um, yes, yes. And then this is Rosalind. He points to the air genasi. Um. Anyways, that's everyone. Um, And as you all gather for the meeting, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Ooh, and uh, all right. we'll be oh, back I in five, five, ten minutes after we get some drinks on ourselves. Go to the wee little washroom and see how people interacting with their campaign one characters goes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can do both sides of that conversation. Yeah, sure. It's like, <laughs> I have three characters in this room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is where DMing comes in handy. You used to talking to yourself uh-huh um yeah we'll be back in five to ten minutes after a break so until then everybody 
We'll see you in five, ten minutes for a council meeting. Uh, let's go. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Audience. Oh, I meant to think about things to say, and you I missed didn't. missed me showing my dog on webcam, <laughs> and that's very sad. Go get your dog! I can't. She's sleeping now. Aww. That's my girlfriend. Anyways, welcome back. And we're going to pick up right in the middle of that council meeting. You're all sitting there, just looking at each other right now. No words are being spoken. You're now sitting in this massive obsidian-like council chamber room. Those same floating green candles. The most interesting part, though, is there's a large map now on the table that seems to shimmer a little bit. And it's got each of the continents on it. There is the westernmost continent of Anandil, which is a sort of more traditional fantasy continent. They're still under a monarchy. They're under a queen. She's beloved by everyone. It's a traditional fantasy continent, if you want to get an idea of what to expect. The middlemost continent, Esselvire, where Campaign 1 took place, that is a more Eastern European Gothic horror continent. Oof. Kind of going south a little bit. We have this continent, Ipshire, the broken-up island-like archipelago continent. I think that's what an archipelago means. That's what I'm going to say it means. Island chain. Um, then there is the far east continent, the desert-like Egyptian continent of Silgar. Named after Xanathar's pet fish, Silgar, which I found out last night. Nice. Well, until I realized. There is the <laughs> northernmost continent of Dragonspeard, which is a hellish frozen landscape. Where Gundar's queen wife comes from. Bravo, Gundar. Then there's like a sort of continent <laughs> kind of southeast, very far down, almost a little a little bit past Ipshire, but southeast. And it looks like an ashen wasteland. And the name is kind of not on the map. Almost like it's just no one cares anymore because that continent was destroyed by a apocalyptic fire by Tiamat and her chromatic dragons. Uh, 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 sorry, but you guys, but yeah, it's the basic. Everybody knows that well, that lives in this world. Uh, just that people know about it at this point. Um, and the map seems to be moving in real time. Like the water seems to be flowing. There's clouds. You can see ships sailing. And uh, yeah. Is there a you are here mark? There is not, because you are in a demi plane. <laughs> Damn it, Baxter. Um, can I, if I look closely enough, can I see where the kobold's cradle is stopped? Not on the map either. Mm. Baxter mm. said the ship and your crew were all safe in this demi plane for the time being. All right, all right. And you, and you get a sense that maybe the ship is currently in Ash's hands right now. Oh, that's not a different version of the ship. That is the ship. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Hmm. Oh, so is it just like sitting on my? Did it? It came with when I when we teleported. So it's like sitting in my lap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody on it right now, obviously. Or they'd be like yeah. miniatures. And going like this. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of kobolds just going. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just. <laughs> Ogden coughs in the silence. Uh, this is a an interesting myth. Uh, you've rolled out for uh, us. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Eclipse. It's the same question. What's this? Uh, what's this? Uh, what's the deal with this map? This is beautiful. As someone who takes a particular interest in maps, I uh, it is. Uh, I made it myself. You could say. Um, it's a fun little thing. Um, while you're here, you just do this, and he points to a random place on the map, and you see him get sucked into the map and disappear, and then he teleports back into the chair. So I saw how you got somewhere. How did you get back? Well, I can teleport myself anyways. Okay. Oh, so we should be really, really careful on where we touch. Well, currently the map won't send you anywhere without my permission. Oh, okay. Okay. Until you're, full, so- until you're full-fledged members of the Obsidian Covenant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you choose to be, of course. Do we get cool tattoos that glow? No. I, I've uh, I've already got enough uh, tattoos. I, I think. Today, I think. I yeah. I think you've had enough of the glowing tattoos equipped. Yes, I was uh, just making sure that I didn't get another. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I would real quick just like to cross my arms. And then have like a sea serpent tattoo appear on my forearm, and then like move, like slither its way around my arm, up the next arm, and up into my sleeve to vanish in my shirt. Sure, yeah. <laughs> cool trick, Ash. Um, please never do that again. But you said so. You said you wanted tattoos. I can just you know whenever. No, no, I did not. Um. Wow, that's amazing. Great, great. Uh, yeah, nah. Hey, so all of you guys, we kind of have a sort of plan. Well, we should probably run it by you. Uh, okay. We talked a little bit about it already, but like, supposedly the the tides move that's happening and we're gonna see if we can stop it and make sure that this illicit queen doesn't muck everything up uh and then we gotta help out our buddy uh ogden right, uh, buddy thank uh, so nice to be a part of uh, a group of friends well this is nice um ogden doesn't know that news calls enemies buddies as well <laughs> I don't at all. <laughs> Here's the thing. We are currently in a demiplane, so when you pop back to... When you snap back to reality... Oh, oh there oh, goes oh, gravity. Oh, 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 
Um, time may have passed a little bit. Uh, how much time? How much time? How much time? How much time? Only maybe only a day or two. So he only has okay, well, uh, uh, nineteen uh, precision days. Precision is is key. Probably, yeah, yeah, probably that's, nineteen that's, days. Uh, no, yeah, I, is, I think I that too. When you snap back to reality. Oh, there goes oh, gravity. Um, <laughs> the tides moot will be going <laughs> on and happening. Where? Where is it? He looks. He gestures towards a part of the map of where a bunch of ships have like, like you know, shipwrecked, and then the shipwreck has kind of been formed into a tower of shipwrecks. He points to uh, so we want to go there first. You do. Captain. Yeah. What is our next step? I, I, I'm, I'm all at sea when it comes to things in piracy. I've read about it. I've heard about it. I, 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 I don't think it's... I feel very unequipped and I, I feel like I, I need... Whatever you say we need to do, I, I, I've got your back. I, I, I can help you, but I, I got to have you tell me what to do. All right. So it's going to be happening when we show up. Yeah. So show up right in the middle of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And we improvise. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, I, I love that you said that. I'm into it. Let's do it. No. I I have no idea what's going to be happening or where we're going to be at, and I feel like any plan will fall apart the second it interacts with anything. Uh huh. 100%. Here, here's the thing Ogden, you don't look like you belong to a pirate crew. Uh, you know, uh, I, I gotta be honest, uh, uh, we made fast friends, and uh, I have uh. not been. Uh, initiated or uh, or anything i'm very valuable i feel like i've proved my worth i well, just uh he's I'm, new i think i can aid with that so you don't get shot on sight well i've got a tattoo is that no it's a good start he claps his hands and a, a set of clothes appears in front of you on the table octon boom there is a lavender colored pirate bandana there is a ratty brown leather vest. Looks like it might have been made from a wild boar at some point. It still got has tufts of wild boar hair on it. There's a pair of very striped yellow and brown pants. Vertical striped yellow and brown pants. And they're quite puffy. They used to be white. They used to be white. <laughs> um, they're, just, they're stained. Not with fecal matter or peas. They're stained from not being washed. And there's a pair of knee-high black leather boots. They're scuffed. They'll look great. You know, this bandana and, really brings out your eyes. And a very frilly silk white shirt. Like a big like neck frill, very large wrist frills. Uh are you guys? Uh, are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? I, and I looked down at my arm again. And I go. I think we've got a little time. Uh, is this a? 
runway montage. <laughs> You're the one whose soul is at stake here, so take all the time oh, you want. You're right, it is at stake. If I don't do this. <laughs> Everybody else at the council table is just like. Airily starts playing music for the runway montage. Everyone is just looking at each other and hear someone, you hear Gunner say, oh, I miss when we were the heroes. I, uh, thank you. Uh, wiping sweat <laughs> off of his brow after that. Just, just, just voguing and like just dancing so damn hard. Uh, oh, uh, uh, that's a fun way to spend 32 minutes. <laughs> Uh, uh, and so, uh, let's, uh, do I look, do I look, do I look good? Do I look like, do I look, do I fit in? Well, you do have a bird on your shoulder net too. Oh, and he, uh, he talks. Oh yeah. That's right. But nobody else hears the, oh yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> well, I just heard it was who. Perfect. <laughs> who? <laughs> All right, cool. We have fun. Well, right. the tides moot is where you're going. Uh, does anybody else need to prepare anything? I have a few things that I'd like to do before we just jump in someplace where we can't get anything done for a while. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I love your prep news. I love that you got us. Uh, and uh, what time of uh, what time of day are we going in there? I, I feel a little uh, adrift here. Are we going in during the day, during the night? You're going What's there it? in the evening. Okay. The sun setting. Like yeah, sunset, dinner time. Uh, it's my first uh, king's moot. Uh, will there? Um, Will there be violence? Well, it is a tides moot that the pirates put on, so yes. Yep. Most likely. Yep. Most, There's most also definitely. mind flayers trying to violently take it over, so on top of that, double yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and cast uh, uh, Mage Armor. No, no, uh, wait. Uh, tell me, Noose, tell me. I, I have a lot of things that um, I, I would like to I don't know. Do we want to just jump in and start beating the shit out of guys, or? Well, how we long like... do you need noose? I don't know. Like, just... Look at all this stuff. Look at all these great little bits I've got. And he dumps the bunch out. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I, actually, hold on. Uh, uh, the the uh, queen kind of like. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> Baxter. Uh, Noose brings up a real good point. Uh, when you when you sucked me in, when we when we all jumped, I had a, a parchment with some writing on it. I was going to read. What happened to that? I didn't take any of your equipment. You all still have it. Oh oh, great! I pull out the the and a parchment with some uh, undercommon on it. Yep. Uh. Uh. Uh, pardon me, uh, ma'am, uh, uh, your highness. 
Uh, I say to the drow queen. She nods. Uh, would you do me the honor of uh, uh, letting me know what this is? Uh, most certainly. Oh, it just says um, the ones known as Noose, Ash, Eclipse, and Mordecai Griswold are to not be killed, but taken into the Underdark and prepped for seramorphosis if found and caught. Uh, thank you, my lady. Uh, my liege, my, my, your grace. Uh, you all had uh, a hit on you. We just didn't right? know how many hits we had on ourselves. <clears throat> this is uh, a new one. We got bounties before, but that mm -hmm. was, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yep. Quick question. Did I still have the, do I still have the ink and quill and paper from the breakfast table? Yeah. Okay. While we're talking about this very interesting stuff, I do my best to pay attention to it. While I'm paying attention to it, without looking down at the paper, so I never see it, I would like to write out a note for, uh, who do I want to give it to? I would like to write out a note for Ogden. Sure. I don't look, I try my, I write very slowly, but I do not look at the paper. So I do my best to make it look neat, but I never look at it. Uh -huh. I just want to write this note out and then without looking at it, so I never, so my eyes never see it. I want to pass it to Ogden. Okay. And the note, uh, the note just says, never talk to me about, never mention this to me, but please research how to bind a god. <laughs> and I pass it to him and just never look at it. So I, I have never seen it. Sure. I don't know if that's, I, that, that's flimsy enough that I don't know if it's gonna work, but. How to be in a pod? Uh, I roll it up and I feed it to Russ. Oh yeah, and he swallows it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so are we going to this uh, gathering of the pirates then? Seems like it. Great. Um, best, uh, I can slow time down for a little bit to allow you to, to do whatever you need to do before you leave. Say your goodbyes, if need be. Make stuff, make items, make traps. Check out the rest of the Obsidian Covenant if you desire. Go find your little boy you have brought with you. Uh, yeah, Galen, yeah, is he okay? He's will, doing fine. He's him. fine, he's fine. I will give you all until morning, and that is from now. 14 hours. That's the best I can do. I mean, if we could, uh, we'll, uh, looking at everyone else. And then back at the tattoo. Yeah, uh, we could shave. Two days will only, two days will only have passed. Yeah, let's, uh, if we, if we could shave as much of that off as possible, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, you know, happy, so happy if we could give us as much time to defeat 
Prince, I mean, he's a bastard, and we're going to need a lot of time. To, he to, is a bastard. I have his stat block. Yeah, hey, we're going to need a, a lot of... Uh, <laughs> No. We're gonna, we're gonna need a lot of a lot of time. I can't wait to go to the conference. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm so excited to show you my home, everyone. Uh, but uh, 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 if we live to get there, uh, you know, uh, odds are. Uh, let's not worry about tomorrow today. Let's live for today. Judging by the map, Ash, with your navigational knowledge and stuff. It would probably take 14 days to sail from here to that continent. What is today but yesterday's tomorrow? Right, so 14 days to 317. All right, so we're going to get there with like four days to do this. Uh, you know, and that's uh, barely enough time to, to give you a real good uh, tour. Uh, so uh, we, can, we can take the tour after you get your soul back. That said, when you do go to Silgar into the Great Pyramid of Amin, I could give you a little help. Uh, Baxter, my man. Uh, tell me everything. What? Yeah. I'll send Copernicus with you. The slimy fellow who's so kind. Yeah, the uh, death slot. Oh, I'm into it. That's amazing. Now, time's wasting. Go do yeah. what you need to do here. And he snaps his fingers, and the room just turns into a kitchen. He's like, oh, yeah, and this room can suit whatever need you have for it. And he gets up and looks at Noose. Um, if you go into your... Oh, your bedrooms will also do the same. So, uh... Noose, if you want to make some stuff, go into your room and think of what kind of room you need. And he smiles at you all and says, Now, you're not full-fledged members of the council yet. We have things to discuss. And him and the rest of the members walk through that same portal and vanish. Uh, I want to ask Noose something. Uh, hey, Noose. Uh, what's this uh, What's this guy you gave me? This, uh, this necklace. What's it do? What's your... Uh, it makes it so that uh, really bad smells don't hurt you. Oh. That's so kind. Thank you. Yeah, I figured you all might like it because it also gets rid of other like smells from the air. I noticed you gagged a lot. Yeah, no, I've got a... I've got a yeah. Yeah, it's it's a unfortunate, you know, one of my profession, but you know, certain things they smell, and uh, I, I have a hard, I have a hard reaction to them. Uh, Noose, you're kind of a young fella, aren't you? Yeah, I'm ten. Ayo, <laughs> uh, do you? Uh, what's your? Do you have a? a you know what? Uh, don't worry about it. Um, I'd like to spend as much time. Uh, uh, DM. I'd like to spend as much time as I can uh, with my. I have tink. I have a set of tinkerers tools. Sure. Uh, I'd love to make uh, two uh, age appropriate toys. One for Noose and one for Galen. Of course. Yeah, I'd like, yeah, yeah. I'd like to spend as much time, whatever time I have, 
sure. whatever of the 14 hours i want to use as much of it as i can to make both of them uh big enough pieces so a three-year-old won't swallow them but intricate enough and fun for a 10-year-old you sense that your room has changed my room yeah uh, well, uh, Noose, it's a pleasure. Uh, Eclipse, uh, Ash, if you guys need me, I'll be in my room. I'm going to be uh, researching and uh, tinkering. And then I'm off to go cool. work on this place. Uh, Good luck. What's everybody else doing? Uh, hey, Eclipse. Uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Noose. I was wondering if you could help me with something. Um, uh, sure, sure. Uh, what do you need? I mean, he'll just look at Ash. I mean, I, I just mean, like, help me with something. All right. And he'll just walk over to where his room is. Sure. Uh, uh, I'm gonna follow. All right. Yeah, door opens. News. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep an eye on him. Captain. No, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. You guys head to Noose's room. What's mm -hmm. Ash up to? Is Baxter still here? No, he vanished with the rest of the other council okay. members. All right. Um, I'm just gonna look around and just say out loud, "Library." You get a sense that your room has changed, like your bedroom. Right. Okay. I'm gonna go back to my room then. And then you see a you kind of see a face like a Baxter like a bust of Baxter like rises up out of the table, and with magic mouth, much like his shop did in Campaign One, it says, "Yeah, hey, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna need you to become a member of the Obsidian Covenant before you do that." And the head vanishes. How how do I become a member? No response. <laughs> I think really hard. Become a member of the Obsidian Covenant. <laughs> the head rises up again. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to need you to be a member of the Obsidian Covenant before you can do that. I have to become a member before I can become a member? <laughs> the head laughs and then just vanishes again. No, wait, come back here. <laughs> Baxter. 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 Nope. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Um, Baxter's got a pair of pajamas that are just black and white stripes. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anything I'm going to go back. Yeah. Wait, so you said when I thought library, my room did change? You got a sense that your room might have changed. Okay, but then the bus came up and was like, I'm going to need you to join before you do that. Before you, it, it sounds like you're trying to manipulate this room too. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought that was before I could... Okay, I go back to my room. And, yeah. So, Ogden, yeah, you get to your room, mm -hmm. and it looks like a toy workshop. Mm -hmm. And there's a big, like, six-foot-wide tome on the table. Oh, I'm digging right in. It's written in Elvish. Oh, he's Elvish. The book says, oh, I'm sorry about that, and translates to common. Oh no, I can re I can read out. I know. It's just it, the, the book just it's said, "Sorry, I'm going back to common." Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate You're welcome. It's easier on my eyes. Yeah, no problem, man. Get into it. The book's like, "Am I too? 
wide for you? No, you're not too wide for me. That's a weird. That's a weird way to say that. Oh, okay, thanks, man. Yeah, Baxter really Great. likes talking books. So, hi. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, I take it since we're essentially in a toy shop now. What's What's up? You cut out for a minute for me. Oh, I said, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. I take it, uh, since my room is now a toy shop, uh, you have all of the hot deeds on toys. What's a toy? Hmm. I'm just here for research purposes. Oh. Great. So what I would love is if you and I are talking, and then I just go over and start just... Just messing with stuff. I'd love to know as much as I can about the uh, history of any uh, Tides moot. Of course. Uh, let me look that up for you. Perfect. Uh, by Just the way, my name's Siri. <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I feel like uh, people don't connect with their books enough. Of and course. I think, yeah, no, and I think I think it's like, you should connect in a way that doesn't make us, doesn't make you Siri and me someone else. I feel like we're like a unit, one unit. So I feel like we're a Siri us, you know? Yeah, I get it 100%. Perfect. Perfect. We're totally Siri. XM? Information oh, yeah. found. Um, the last Tides moot was 1,500 years ago. Great. No captain or queen was decided. Thus began the war of the nine pirate organizations that goes on still to this very day. And before that, what uh, what made everyone decide on a on one leader? What was the defining quality? Pirates be fucked. And Great. they thought that maybe having a singular leader might be able to lessen the chaos. So was so so was the was the most entertaining or the most uh, uh appealing quality now uh, was that uh, uh was it was it power was it uh, uh was it faith was it money what was the most appealing quality that Knowledge, they found power and most of all a person who kept by the pirate code uh, do you happen to have, uh, as a pirate layman, could you uh, find me uh, mostly current version of the pirate uh, code? All versions of the pirate code have been destroyed by one Irina the Red. But those who have lived a life of piracy would know the code? Most likely. Noted. Uh, thank you, Siri. Uh, hang my head out the door. Uh, I think I'm gonna uh, need you guys' knowledge about a pirate code later. Thanks. All right, and uh, back into Tinker. Sure. Yes.
Give me a first roll of the night. Give me a uh, check with your tinkerer's tools. And add your intelligence modifier as well. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was on the floor, not on a thing. Uh, uh, int modifier? Mm-hmm. So that'd be your modifier plus your proficiency yep. bonus. Oh, cool. That's a 21. Cool. You get right to work, almost like you're a natural at building some toys, and we'll get back to that. Noose and Eclipse. What's going on in... Well, Noose, you open your room, and it looks like it's turned into a room for harvesting body parts, organs, flesh, teeth... There's, like, mm -hmm. dentist tools everywhere, surgeon tools. Yep. yep. There Don't is a Morkov splayed out on a table. Mm. Is, uh, is the Morkov still in his backpack, or is this a different one? This is the same Morkov, but it's been put on the table for you. Excellent. Um. <laughs> and, yeah, Eclipse, uh... has, Eclipse has followed you into the room. Uh, charming right. little shop you've got here, Noose. I'm the white, and I finally get to get all the flavors of the air back, because we're in that necklace really, really dulled the senses. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh -huh. and yeah. Noose pulls out... <laughs> yeah, it smells awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Noose uh -huh. pulls out the Bulgara tusk and starts carving away at it as he's walking to sure. a chair, and... He'll just gesture you to the chair opposite. Uh, so, uh, what did you, uh, want to talk about? So, a while ago, uh, Master said that your name was not just Equips, but Equips of the Moon. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, that was uh, my name given to me at birth. Uh, it's kind of a tabaxi tradition. Uh, it's not so much a name as it is, you know, like a portent to what <laughs> your life will be. Um, yeah. Okay, and he'll pull out the head with the... <laughs> with the... <laughs> <laughs> Noose, I just ate. It's not the best time. I, uh, I have some questions for this thing, and I wanted you to go around so that, uh, maybe we could figure out better questions. The ones I have in my head, some of them are pretty good, but others are not. Um. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, mm. anyway, <laughs> Noose starts babbling in gnomish and he casts speak with dead this is the head that had the had the hood over it right in the water yes okay. yes this is the head the that he chopped off in yeah, the yeah. wild cool yeah you cast speak with the dead and the mouth kind of stretches open kind of like it goes like oh, and the eyes kind of like slowly open all right of course we have five questions um hey buddy um what's your name my name is 
Vessel Velrin. Did you say Vessel Farin? Vessel Varen. So T H E S S E L V A R Y N. Does that ring a bell with Noose at all? Not Even though the, he recognizes the face? Not the name. The name doesn't? No. Okay. Is it familiar to me? Nope. And Noose will say, kind of under his breath, what do you know about the, the Black Mask? They must be expunged. Does it does Eclipse do anything when she hears uh, that? Yeah. Um trying to remember what the black mask was, because it was something significant and I forgot it. But then I wrote it down. Um uh, black mask. Because the only thing Eclipse would know about the black mask is what was kind of told to her, I think, uh -huh. by Roman. That's right. Yeah. But Noose wasn't around for that. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, the black mast, uh, not good, not good people. Uh, <laughs> not good from what my notes are telling me. <laughs> um, uh, all I wrote down is that uh, members of the Copper Rebellion uh, who splintered off uh, and they're roguish and they lynched people. That's all I wrote down. So, um, what kind of, uh, group or organization do you belong to? The Catalysts of Iron. So that's three that's questions, three. correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, Thessel, uh, why'd you kill me, you son of a bitch? We were told by our patron. And your family were the targets to push you into its service. Who's the patron? The Black Mother. I think that's the last question. It is. And the head just goes back to being deceased. Well, I think we learned a lot here today. <laughs> and now I'm going to leave you to your butchering shop. And she's going to start to walk out. Uh. 
uh, oh, uh, oh, wait. Um, don't get killed. I will do my best. <laughs> yeah, and I guess Nuso just go back to um, working on that Walgura test that he's yeah. changing into a holster. For give me, yeah, give me uh, the roll for it. Whatever tool you would need. Yeah, guidance, guidance. Yeah, whatever tool you need to. Okay. And that is... 15. Yeah, you're about more than halfway there. Maybe about another three hours worth of tinkering and you'll be good to go on that. I'll put it aside. And he might, he, he's going to pull out, he's going to pull out that, uh, the hands and mm -hmm. what's left of the head of that Rakshasa. Yeah. And I know that in the last episode, right at the beginning after Eclipse one shot at that illithid, mm -hmm. Noose, Noose went to town on trying to harvest what he could, yeah, yeah. but we never did a roll. Is oh. that... Did we were, you got all the tentacles. Okay. Yeah. You should have been aiming for like the oh, yeah. like mouth area. Yeah, you got all the tentacles. There's nothing really to get out of the mouth. Okay. But you definitely got all the tentacles. Alright. Uh, and so News will like pretty much look at all this stuff and get a good image in his mind. And he's gonna try and make some white armor mixing. Some of the illicit parts and the rock shasta parts. All right. Um, we'll say doing that, it's probably going to take you about another four hours to sort of figure out and do. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can give me another roll with your leatherworking tools. Okay. I believe, yeah, yeah, leatherworking. Yeah. Boom. Wow. That is twenty six. Over the course of four hours, you definitely masterfully stitch together the Rakshasa parts. Kind of the Rakshasa head, you kind of form into a almost like a hood of sorts that you can pull up over yourself. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, parts, the shoulder pads of this armor are just covered in illithid-like tentacle suckers. And a little bit of tentacle, or tentacles, a little bit of tentacles are kind of making the pauldrons of this thing. And the sleeves of the armor are actually tentacles as well, and your, your hands can kind of pop out the end of these tentacles. And I'll say... This little I'll, goblin boy with all of these parts, he's so happy. And I'll definitely homebrew that armor later for you. And we'll okay. make, some, make some good uses for that. Alright, cool. Thanks. News is so happy. He's like, nice. he imagines a mirror and he's just like posing. Yeah, it. it pops up. Oh yeah, look at this. Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. This is the best. Rest, and it made it <laughs> enough, enough to where it, he forgets a little bit about uh, 
what he just learned by talking to the head. Sure. Just enough to, like, brighten up his mood. Yeah. Um, Ash, mm-hmm. you just made it back to your room. Yep. What's going on? Uh, so I, I, I thought of a library, so when I open the door and library. walk in, what do I see? A library. All right. Uh, I snap my fingers and say out loud, it's servants. Nope. Mm. All right. I find a table with a chair near it. Yep, you can definitely find one. All right. Uh, I look up at all of the shelves of books, and I just say out loud and think, every book on the Stormfather and his vessels. (laughs) One dusty as fuck tone floats towards the table. Oh yeah, just a cloud. <laughs> I set it down on the table, open it up, and start reading. First page is an ash tree <sighs> being split by lightning. Mm-hmm. Turn the page. It's uh, it shows an image of a man being struck by this lightning. And his body sort of transitioning into a charred corpse. That is very much alive. That can still walk around and stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep flipping and reading, trying to see as much as I can learn about this process. You learn that a person marked as the vessel of the Storm Father, if ever killed, will be fully taken over by the spirit for a time. To end this link, the chain must be broken. Currently, the location to do this is not known. But then you then you kind of get a pulse from your dream, and you get an idea that might be the place to do it. Hmm. Uh... Does it? Does the book say anything about what, like, what just like what being the vessel means? And like, in, is there like a long run? Is there like an end state for this? Is it like a process? You. It says the vessel is the key to bringing the storm father back to the prime material. Mm. So does a vessel be like? Does the vessel become? Like, does the Stormlord fully take over the vessel yes, and then that's, become? That's, that's the gist you're getting from the book. So okay, all right, yeah, wanna wanna put a wanna put a stop on that. Um, and then the words it's... from your mirror kind of come to you a little bit. Is the mirror still sitting over there? Yeah, yeah. Look over and read them again, just to remind myself. Is... Uh, hold on, because <laughs> I forget what it said. Uh, but I know it pertains to this. Uh, a man who finds himself is never truly lost. Huh. Alright. And you remember when you looked in that mirror, you saw your true, like, mm-hmm. Gerhardt Monsoza, not Ash. Try to turn back real quick. Alright. You look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You still see Gerhardt in the mirror. Look down at my hand. 
it's pink and fleshy. You feel a face. I I I think of a I think of a different mirror, a functioning mirror. It appears in your hand. I look at it. You don't see Ash. You see Gerhard Monsoza. That's new. Again. Actually, wait. Actually, uh, that's new again. Um. Huh. Hey there, me. I'll just let go of the mirror and let it vanish. Yep. I'll turn back to Ash. Of course. I go back over to the book and I see if the trident is mentioned anywhere in it. It is. I want to look up, like, is it a necessity? Like, I want to, how does the trident fit into this process, according to this book? It is the weapon of the Stormfather. It is, it is, it is a necessity. Hmm. And it says something about the vessel. If attuned or attached to the Stormfather, to the Stormcaller, is eternally attached. Not via curse, but then it says via destiny. Huh. Does it mention the abilities of the Stormcaller? And if so, do they match up with what I'm familiar with for the Trident? They do. Okay. All right. Does it mention the, the, the vessel getting any other like abilities or anything as the process progresses? It does. I would be interested to read upon that. Well, it mentions that if the vessel dies, the Stormfather takes over for a time. Right. That can only happen once. If it happened again, the body is destroyed and the spirit of the Stormfather seeks out a new host or a new vessel. Ah, okay. It mentions that the longer the Stormfather's essence manifests inside the vessel, more potent powers can be formed. Hmm. One of them shows the image of a person holding the Stormcaller trident while underwater, holding it up, and there seems to be like three or four sharks behind him swimming towards an enemy. Aquaman! <laughs> That's amazing. Another image shows this one's this is a moving image. The next one. And it's a the figure. Baxter book. Yeah, it's a figure running with the storm color and then teleporting with a bolt of lightning. And all the all the enemies around this bolt of lightning getting singed and reduced to dust as this, the the as the vessel reappears elsewhere. Okay. All right. And then the final image is of, is of somebody tossing the storm collar and it coming back. All right. Cool stuff. Good stuff. Bad ending. All right. I like the deal of it. I want a way out of it. I want to keep the good stuff. I want to have my cake and eat it too. And why can I turn back into me? 
First things first, kill a pirate. All right. Um, Eclipse, what are you up to? Um, after recovering from the smell of Noose's room. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no offense, Noose. Um, <laughs> but I am, I'm just going to go back to my room as it is. Um, and I'm just going to pull up a chair and stare at the painting of me, Durza, and Roman and just kind of think back on any hints that I might have missed that Roman was being controlled. Um, yeah, you have a memory of when you were a little bit younger, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. Or probably, actually probably more than four years ago. Yeah, longer than that. Maybe seven it, or it, eight. Yeah, had to be at least yeah. at least six years because yeah. the last five yeah, years. Right. That's right. Seven. So about seven years ago, you guys were doing this contract to go into this wooded area, not wooded jungle area, and retrieve this like necklace from an old woman who lived in the woods. And Roman uh, was offering to pay her for the necklace. A hefty amount. He's offering to pay her like 100,000 platinum cool. to take it off her hands. And she refused. And Kalios was there as well as the as his drow form. As was Durza. And when Roman offered this and she refused, you remember Kalios kind of touching Roman on the shoulder. And Roman kind of, his eyes got glassy for a second. And he took out his, like, dagger that was made with that orca tooth. And he just stabbed the old lady through the forehead and took the necklace off of her. After Kalios touched him. Mm-hmm. You also remember multiple times um, where he was really nurturing and parental towards you, as was Durza. But when Kalios was around and there was a failed contract or something, or... You seemingly didn't perform up to standards. He would snap, but only if Kalios was around. When Kalios wasn't around, do you remember him being somewhat nurturing? But eventually, over time, that all just went away after Roman lost complete control of himself. And that's when shit started to get really weird. Like when he mm-hmm. asked you to go find the Sealand Hile uh, and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna look at the music box. Do I recognize the song that's playing? Uh, yeah. At all? Sure. It's I don't I don't have a song in mind, but it's probably it was probably like a song that mm-hmm. the three of you would like listen to when you were together alone and just hanging out. Okay. And the message in the lockbox kind of strikes a chord with you that maybe it also maybe your family isn't just the people you're traveling with but it's also the people that are inside the lockbox as well. Okay. And it looks like Durza's armor, as you like look around and everything, Durza's armor is a little smaller than it used to be. Um, 
I'm going to start putting it on. Mm-hmm. Like, first removing my hat and putting the helmet on. Of course. I'm going to finish writing this note first. Sure. You slip on his very beautiful, ornate, black and green samurai-esque looking armor that he had. Okay, and it all fits well? Almost like it was made to fit you. Okay. Uh, What kind of armor is it? Is it light armor? armor? It's scale mail. Okay. Yeah, I'm not very proficient in that. All right. As yeah. you as you put it on, though, mm-hmm. it's almost like you gain proficiency in using it. Hey! <laughs> as you edit my character sheet on the fly. No. no. Almost like that's it was intended to do something okay. like that. Okay. And as you put it on. There's a voice in your head for just a moment. And it says, and it's Durza's voice, and it says, Fight hard, kiddo. Oh. It's almost like you missed me being a fighter, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) A robe with scale mail. Mm hmm. That's going to be OP as fuck. So yeah, you can just add, uh, I'll add scale mail to your inventory and we'll just rename it Durza's armor. The Great. max the maximum amount of dex bonus you can get for medium armor is two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was one of the that was one of the reasons why uh noose while wearing medium armor and having a dex score of four is mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he his uh, AC was 14. So mm-hmm. so even if he didn't have the medium armor, his AC so, was still 14. So, Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Your dex while wearing the studded leather was 15. Or your armor class mm-hmm. was 15. While wearing mm-hmm. Durza's scale mail that he has, the, the samurai armor, your armor class is 16. Okay. Cool. And one up. And you took his katana too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The katana is just a reflavored longsword. Great. Okay. I am proficient with longswords. Alright. Um and it's actually considered a magic weapon. It's a it's basically the same statistics as a moon touched longsword. So in darkness, the unsheathed blade of the sword sheds moonlight, creating bright light in a 15-foot radius and dim light for an additional uh, 15 feet. And we'll just call that Durza's katana instead of the moon-touched longsword. But it can do, like, magic damage, or is a magical uh, weapon? No, it is not. Okay, no, it doesn't do magic damage. It just okay. casts light. Okay. So you have that now. And on the blade, uh, somehow... Your name is printed on the blade in Durza's handwriting. Oh. Justin, why are you doing this to me? Because oh. Is it written online in like on City Sharpie? No no no, it's written nicely. <laughs> okay. 
Almost like it's part of the metal that was put into the blade. Oh, that takes effort. And how did it happen? I wonder. Who knows? And now Eclipse is roaming around in samurai armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you put your, like, red coat over the armor, though? Um, I don't think so, but I definitely kept my hat instead of the helmet. Well, he, he, never, he never had a helmet with it. Oh, it he didn't have a helmet? It was helmetless, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, no more coat, but I still have my hat with the peacock feathers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work, but I still got it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm just gonna work on doing some like swipes with the katana. It cuts through the air like so smooth. Uh huh. And like okay. butter. Like butter. When it comes to that armor, you could have like the shoulder parts on like. You could wear your coat, but then have the shoulder parts on the outside. Oh, of the yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to go to Noose's room uh, and return the, the armor that he so kindly gave to me. That I not kiss leather. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Just people constantly <laughs> returning gifts. No, uh, Noose, um, hey. it was very um, thoughtful of you. Uh, to give me this armor, and I walk in. I walk in wearing the samurai armor. You see Noose posing with with the armor he just made in a mirror. Um, but do you think you could resize oh. this armor to fit Baxter? What? And I can give it to him. Oh, the the Dinonica's armor. Yes. Uh, it seems. Does it left me a gift? After it looks died. really, really cool. Yeah. You know, I didn't think at first that the red would go with it, but, you know, I think it's starting to work. You yeah. Know, that looks really cool. <laughs> Thank you, Nice. Thank you very much. Thanks. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm kind of used to it. I make stuff for people, and then they give it back. But you know, it's all right. It's all I mean, it's all about how how it works. You know. I, mean, I just need it, you to. A, we hmm? can just repurpose it and give it to Ash or um, Ogden, and they can use the armor. Yeah, that's totally yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. See, it's not giving it back. It's repurposing it. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yep. I can thought my rudder fucked up. And no, just uh, unplug. I fucking what? yeah. What was the last thing you heard? Last thing I heard was something about something smelly. Hmm. Like, I oh god, uh, the last like ten seconds, fifteen seconds. Because Noose and Eclipse had a pretty big conversation. I heard uh, the stuff about like giving you back the armor uh -huh. and oh, okay. adapting it for Ogden and Ash. Okay. And it was maybe like five, ten seconds after that dropping. Yeah, that's okay. basically the gist of it. 
all right. Yeah. Yeah, news news was just like, all right. Are, are we are we live now? Oh yeah, we've been live. Yeah. OBS is okay. still streaming for some reason. So awesome. So after they after they exchanged those things, news went over and gave Equips a leg hug because he's just that short. Yep, I didn't I didn't yeah, miss that. Yeah. Uh, You're not so bad. Uh, uh, you too, Nus. I'm gonna pat him on the back. Sure. Um, shall we get back to what we were doing? I'm sure you oh, have you important mean, things to do. Well, I we we could touch base with everyone, I, but I think uh, I think. Uh, uh, Ogden was gonna check up on uh, Galen. And we kind of like fade into Ogden in his room, <laughs> having successfully made a toy for Galen. And what kind of toy have you made for a noose? Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, about that. Uh, I can't hear you. Yeah, you're really low on volume. I can't hear you very well. Better? Tell me better one. Better one? Better? better? Still pretty quiet. Uh, is this better if I just crank the volume on my talking? On my human voice? Oh, yeah, you... Yeah. That's good, yeah. Okay, I'll just crank out on my human voice. Uh, <laughs> what a weird way to say that. Uh, so, uh, I thought about this, uh, and I, I want to make him a uh, skin-changeable paper doll type uh, thing. So, uh, like a paper doll, you can change its uh, clothes. I want this to be a humanoid skeleton thing, but you can change what skin it's wearing. Sure. And you can kind of identify underneath basic uh, comparable human parts. Like, oh, those two red dots, those are lungs. Oh, that's maybe a heart. Oh, this is like the intimate knowledge that Noose already has with uh, the human body. He would probably <laughs> find this maybe a little bit rudimentary, but perhaps might enjoy the thought behind it. Sure. So, yeah. Make a nice little interchangeable parts toy. All right. <laughs> so as you're all doing this, you all hear Baxter say, um, well, you each have got about eight hours left before you go. I advise laying down gathering what little you have, sleeping, and uh, we can send you on your way. And don't worry, I can keep the boy here if you would like. You're muted again, Caleb, or I just can't hear you again. Uh, is this better? Yep. Uh, could I, uh, could I give him something? Of course. And he teleports you into Galen's nursery. 
Hey there, sleepy bear. Oh, hi, Augie. Hey, how's it going? You, you comfortable? I'm really comfortable. He gave me a lot of toys. Oh, oh, wow. Those are great toys. I, uh... Look, he made me two dolls. You, there's this doll of you, and this doll of me, and we're best friends. Oh, wow, that's, that's so great. I love that so much. It's so great. I, uh, I made you, uh, something. It's, uh, it's no big deal, uh, but, uh... Oh, and he stands up. I, uh... I, uh... made you this, uh, uh... I made you this toy of how heroic you are. Okay. And it's just as best as I could, a Galen... It's uh, got the head of an elephant in its hand. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, it killed it, but he's like really strong and brave. And looks really tough. Oh, this is so cool! Yeah, I just uh, I wanted to I wanted you to be reminded of how uh, how brave you were uh, on our adventure together. Oh, thank you so much, Augen Boon. Uh, sorry, it's almost like the DM was distracted by a raid on the Twitch channel. <laughs> oh my god. Hello, so many people. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he's like, thank you so much, Ogden Boon. You're my best friend. Uh, please don't die. Muted again. <laughs> no. Uh, hey, you know I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try my best. Uh, but uh, you know uh, it doesn't always happen. Could you make me a promise? I'm good at promises. Remember when I promised my dad I wouldn't talk about the uh, the women he'd bring home and then make them bite the leather strap. You know what? I trust you completely. Uh, if I should uh, happen to uh, no longer be available to hang out with you, my best friend, could you take care of Russ for me? I could always take care of Russ. He's my favorite. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Russ will... Russ will... Russ will be there, and I'll really need you to take care of him if, if you can. I can do that. Me and Russ will be best friends. That'd be great. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go back and just start researching. Uh, I, I got to go. I got I, I got a ton to do. I'm going to stay alive, and uh, I'll uh, well, I'll see you later, best new best friend. Okay, thanks, Ogden Boone. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Galen. And the small um, little three-year-old boy goes back to playing with his toys, especially his new toy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to research the shit out of whatever I can. Uh, just research everything I can about, yeah, uh, uh, Tide Moot and about, uh, I want to I wanna dig into whatever I can about Prince Amin.
Of course. That's and then that's how I'll spend my eight hours. All right. Uh, as a point of order, I wanted to uh, after visiting news, I wanted to change my room into a training ground and just practice fighting with a All katana. Right. Yep, wooden yeah. dummies everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, that's what I do. All right, Ash. Anything else for these last eight hours? Once I finish with the book and reading about my fate that I want to change, um, I'm gonna think it back into the bedroom mm -hmm. and I'm going to set the trident against the wall and I'm going to, after thinking for a moment, turn back to myself, my original face and lay down and just sleep a night in my original body. That is what you do. Cool. News, what would you like to do for these last eight hours? Uh... Oh gosh, um, Noose will cast Gentle Repose on some of his more uh, <laughs> uh, decaying bits that, you know, just so you can preserve them for later things. So he's just going to Gentle Repose them so that they don't yeah. fall into so you're complete like, you're like decay. like through your bag and just going Gentle Repose. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, very gentle touch, and you'll last for a lot longer. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I also wanted to remind uh, Caleb that you had the amulet of spell storing, which takes oh, eight hours to put a spell into. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't realize I had that on me. And it's a bonus action to cast it from the amulet. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was something. I new gave to you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I hadn't put that in my equipment. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it was called the Amulet of Spell Storing. Yes. It might be an item oh. I homebrewed. I don't remember. It is. Yeah. Well, if, if I was able to find it in equipment. Okay. Cool. Eight people watching now. So that's pretty cool. Woo! Nice. Yeah. That rate made me happy. Very happy, man. Uh, will that be something I need to attune to first and then nope. be able to use? Nope. All right. Uh, then, wait, how many items can I have attuned to me at once? Three, just max. Three. Cool. Then the ghost lantern's already attuned, and then I have the necklace of adaptation. Or adapt adaptation? Yeah. 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 And to like reiterate what that ghost lantern can do. This is for everybody. A restless spirit is trapped inside the lantern. While holding the lantern, you can command the spirit as a bonus action to shed bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. While holding the lantern, you can use an action to order the spirit to leave the lantern and duplicate the effect of the Mage Hand spell. The spirit returns to the lantern when the spell ends. However, here's the best bit of why it's going to Ogden Boom, possibly. If you fall unconscious within 10 feet of the lantern, the spirit emerges from it, magically stabilizes you with a touch, and then quickly returns to the lantern. The spirit is bound to the lantern and can't be harmed, turned, or raised from the dead. Casting a dispel evil and good spell on the lantern releases the spirit to the afterlife and renders the lantern non-magical. Wow. That's a dream and a treasure. Uh, that will stay with that will stay with Daddy. 
I'm gonna, yeah, I, I said I was going to study, ooh, ooh shit. I kind of want to say, I forgot that I had the spell storing, but I feel like I kind of want to just stay with what I was saying. Just mm-hmm. research, research, research. Okay. Because I don't. Yeah, 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 for sure. All yeah. right. So eight hours passes. Those of you who went to sleep for the full eight hours, gain mm-hmm. another long rest, but none of you were hurt or anything. Some of you did cast spells, but other than that, Everybody's hunky-dory come morning. And you're all summoned back to the Arcanum by Copernicus, the robed, monocle-wearing death slot. Takes you back to the Arcanum. The Arcanum, however, this time has been changed into a room full of portals, swirling green portals. Very similar to those rooms in World of Warcraft where you can just teleport to the different locations in the world. And that table is still in the middle with the map that is a live display of the entire world of Del Nas or each continent. And uh, Baxter is standing there by himself and he says, ah, well, this could very much be the last time we see each other. Um, thank you for the pep talk. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to. I hope the items and words you found in your rooms help um, in any capacity. I hope they help. Um, you've been a uh, you've been a true friend. I want to give him the give him a clasp and handshake. Oh, uh, thank you. That was unexpected. That's that's kind of man I am. And as you like let go, he just says, uh, "Let's just do this a little bit. Press the digitation. That's some of that off." <laughs> oh, um, I'm a I'm a very dusty man. Yeah, he definitely press the digitation some of that dust off. <laughs> and uh, he looks at Eclipse. The armor and the katana seem to be well uh-huh. suited. Uh, yes, they are. Thank you. Don't thank me, it wasn't my doing. He turns to Ash. I hope the knowledge you found... Oh, are you looking like Ash again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I suppose in the morning I walk out, I forget to change back, probably. So everybody would see you as <laughs> Gerhardt. Yeah, which is a, like, completely different. Just some stranger walks in. Well, well they'd seen the pictures of you when yeah. they went to your mansion. Was, yeah. yeah, I just, yeah. it's... It might but take yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. make the connection. I didn't didn't uh, see it though. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, hello. So, uh, uh, Boot, uh, man of leisure, a seeker of treasure. Uh, how are you? Yeah, we've met. Um, um, uh, Ash, um, you're not quite yourself at the moment. Oh, uh, right. And then we'll just turn back into Ash. Sorry about that. Forgot. Uh, oh. It- Oh, well, uh, great. Hey, hey, friend. Uh, Morning. That's a, that's a great trick. Great uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of 
we're all cool with this okay great <laughs> we, don't, we don't really talk about it it's just like, kind of a thing i can do yeah great great uh, I just need friends to help me get my soul, not... Uh, We're on it. Perfect. We're uh, on that, pal. Let's, uh, let's go uh, take it to the house, as they say. Let's... Uh, let's uh, w- uh, I, 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 Captain Ash, I think you said uh, uh, smash, smash him up, bash him. Let's, let's bash him. Sounds good. Pretty sure right. that was news, but okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. Right on, Eclipse. Uh, news. Uh, you said yeah. bash him. Ash bash, bash, bash your head in. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So you guys get led back to the Arcanum by the Death Slot of Copernicus. Everything I said before that interaction happens. Baxter basically asks, "Hey, did." How's the armor in the katana? I wasn't my doing. I didn't do it. Looks to Ash. I uh, hope the information you found helped. We'll find out. Looks to news. I like the new dreads that you're wearing. Yeah. Oh, new threads, not the new dreads. <laughs> I like the new threads you're wearing. There were little tentacles there, so I figured dreads would work as well. Um, he looks to Ogden Boone. This could very much be the last time you and I speak. Oh, uh, oh wow. Really blunt there, huh? You know, uh, I, used to, I used to worry about what I saw in the future. And I realized uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because uh, what happens now is what's more important than what happens in the future. So uh, I agree. I think uh, right now I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying uh, being part of a crew. That hasn't happened in a long time for me. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my crew and trust my crew. And uh, and I'll see you again. Good to hear it. I hope the lantern helps. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. uh, The boy will be safe. Good, thank you. Just so all of you know, the boy will be safe. Nobody can get to this demiplane unless I allow them to. So he is quite safe here. As for your ship, Ash, that little miniature you have, that is your ship for the time being. Once you place it on the map, it will no longer be the miniature. It will no longer go back to being that miniature. That said, there was two parts to that gift, and I forgot to give you the other one. There was a note uh, on the ship, I forgot to give you the other half. Alright. And he hands you another miniature little ship. A little mm-hmm. smaller than this one. Not. It's maybe six inches across. Okay. He's like, whatever you do to that little, littler ship will happen to your primary ship. Painting, damage... Whatever you want to do to it will happen to your real ship. Now be careful. One wrong move with a brush. You could destroy the sails. You could put a hole in the ship and your ship will get a real hole in it. That is scaled to size. You don't want that ship falling into someone else's hands. 
Yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be real bad. For example, someone could just do this while you're on it and crush it, and you all would get crushed to death. And that would be, uh, mm, he laughs a little you. bit. That would be horrendous. That would be bad. That'd be bad. Thank you for that demonstration. Yeah, so uh, I'd recommend keeping it in your front pocket, not your back pocket. Do we have a? Do we have one of those bags? Do we put things? And they did we have one of those? And um, putting magic items inside a magic bag yeah. is not a good idea. We did have something, but that would have been a really a bad idea. Yeah. Also, uh-huh. to aid you in your travels, I think it's best to give the one who takes the most in terms of parts and butt bits and bobs and little bitty bits. This. I used it for a time when my friends and I hunted down our friend Portobellum and killed him when he became the fungal lich. And now I think it is time I pass it on to you, Moose. And he hands you a bag of holding. What? What does... It's an interdimensional bag. You put things in it and... You just put his hand in. I don't advise crawling into it, but yes. Also, don't open up another interdimensional bag inside that bag, or you'll open a portal to the Astral Sea. And it is bad. So I should not put my hole in that bag. You should not put your portable hole in that bag. Right. I forgot we had that. Yeah. Uh, Uh, can, Can the little ship go in there? Is that fine? Yes. You can put magical items in a bag of holding. Okay, all right, Noose, let's just, that's the safest place for that. There you go. Just drop it in. Yep. Yeah. All now, right. imagine if that bag gets ruptured and your ship gets sent to the Astral Sea. Would our, would our boat yes. get sent to the Astral Oh. <gasps> oh. <laughs> well, that's... Adventure. That's a real quick way to, uh, to uh, you know, we really need to escape something GTFO, off. yeah. 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 The sunken lord starts destroying everything and sinking the world. We Bye. just <laughs> everybody and, and run into the soldiers of the Lich Queen characters. It just becomes a spelljammer campaign. Yes, we become asshole pirates. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, don't give me ideas. Um, plan B. That's our plan B. Yep. Um, if everything goes, yeah. we just go to the astral plane. So news is like, oh gosh, this thing's so heavy. Anyway. Oh boy. And he'll just <laughs> start dumping his stuff in there. Yeah, and the bag of holding, I think it only ever weighs like five, ten, pounds. five pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Only weighs five pounds. But it, there is a weight <laughs> limit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can only fit in objects that would fit into the opening. I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, and as he gives you the bag of holding, he says, Now, Ash, as the captain of the Kobold's Cradle. And, you know, the, the, the bosun who owns the ship, who owns the ship, isn't here. Mm-hmm. I think it's high time you guys customize the ship to your liking before setting out. You do want to have put, give a name to yourselves now, don't you? And he gives you a paintbrush, but no paint. He says, this paintbrush will paint any color you want. Mm. All right, folks, what do we want? What do we want? What colors? Uh, what about green? 
you know, it's kind of like the opposite on the color wheel as, you know, red and Irene the red, we'd be like opposite, like uh, enemies yeah. going to oh. take it down with the green ship, opposite of red, I don't know, color theory. But, but, you know, I, I like it. I like it. What if, what if we painted our ship to camouflage the water? Mm -hmm. So we could, we could come at them from the, <laughs> the rising or, or setting sun and just get them by surprise and ram them with. You know, I think the silhouette would give us away. But it's a nice thought. Really good thought, Noose. I like it. Maybe more of a midday, midnight strike. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've always been a fan of a loud, and, uh, loud and proud. You know that that that's what I always say. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so I say uh, like a bold colors for for a bold crew of friends who uh, who are just you know they're here to 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 fight with honor you know i'm a new to piracy so maybe i'm uh <laughs> maybe i'm not the best for for color schemes but uh i i believe in us as a crew and uh i just i, I feel so much pride so maybe purple is what i'm <laughs> problem with that problem with yeah. that we tried yeah. that already yeah, oh, uh, oh oh you you remember irene yeah, yeah, the purple. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And aside, yep. chat thinks you guys should paint the ship rainbow colored, <laughs> galaxy colored, or neon orange. I saw the galaxy one. I could we actually do that? Could we do like, like, uh, like that yeah. kind of purpley, swirly with a bunch of like white dots? But no purple. Stars? No purple. Though. Oh, that's true. But like, no but like the, the Milky Way, like or like. Like a oh, like that. that deep blue yeah. kind yeah. of like Milky yeah. Way kind like, of like like the or like the Van Gogh like starry sky yeah Ooh, yeah oh like Van Gogh starry night all across it yeah like, like the curly kind of sun across stars. the ship or just the sails I was thinking the ship oh I love it I love that whole thing oh then what do we do cool. with the sails what do we do with the sails rainbow sails because well, we, can put, we can put a design on the sails yeah. too sure. <laughs> and paint because right now the sail colors are black. Uh, no, they're white with a ancient red dragon's head painted on the sails. Mm. Okay. Mm. I feel like we need time to think about this. Mm -hmm. Um, what's uh, what's is it? Are we still going to call this ship the Kobold's Cradle? We could change that too. Let's uh, change you it. You could paint the name right it. on the side because right now the name on the side of the ship is Kobold's Cradle, and the head of the ship, the ram of the ship, is a Kobold. Hmm. I feel like that one's going to be, well, how do we change that one? Baxter's like, well, there was a Morkoth in... Yeah, it's in my... The room in my room. Well, I figured this might be a little interesting to do, so I shrunk it down and made it out of solid gold. And he hands it to you, Ash, and puts it in the palm of your hand. And just in case you don't like that, I did duplicate... Put it on. I did duplicate the corpse. Yes. Um, put it on, Ash. Yeah, can I, can I, can I just like, fit it onto the as the figurehead? The kobold <laughs> vanishes, and the golden Morkoth is now the ram of your ship. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I knew you guys what... wanted to do that initially, so I was like, yeah, let's mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. All right. What do we want to? Okay, let's let's come up with a name. We need a theme. What's our theme? 
Mm. I feel like night is a really strong theme. I like night. I oh. like night. Beast of butchery. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the beast of what? <laughs> butchery. Okay. Mm. But Ooh, that's just. <laughs> Chad had a good Chad had a cool idea with constellations. What if whatever we have the night sky, night sky, what about like the stars of fate? Ooh. Uh that's a little too prissy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh the oh. chat the chat had this idea, but I want to say it as long as it. Uh what if we just uh what if we're just uh, uh bold friends? That sounds too much like a callback to something. <laughs> oh yeah, it does oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. From yeah. campaign one, yeah. Uh-huh. Maw of the void. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, oh. I like Chad's that. Just like Night's Watch. On <laughs> <laughs> void, the void maw. But if All avoid the void, the void maw. Now, I just want to say this out of character. If we named our ship the Night's Watch, whenever we take down an enemy, you can see, and now your watch is ended. Great. Yeah. <laughs> copyright. Crows. Nope. Yeah. Uh, uh, George R. R. Martin would just be like, <clears throat> no, HBO. HBO would yeah. it. Yeah. George doesn't care anymore. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So I do like the Maw of the Void. That sounds cool. Or, or yeah. News flipped it to Void Maw. Because I like, because like, all aboard the void maw. More concise. Oh, we can do like a big toothy mouth on the sail with like stars ah. swirling into it. On oh. brand. Oh. On brand. I like it. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, all right. I'll go it's ahead and just like void start, maw. start. Yeah, void the void maw. Do like the starry night across the hull and the mouth with just like. Stars swirling into oh, it. Oh, that's so cool! It's like it's eating the night sky. Ooh. So, uh, ship. Uh, I'm writing this all down on the public notes, so you guys can constantly look at this. Uh, cool. What would you say the ship color is then? Like galaxy s. <laughs> yeah. Van Gogh starry, starry night. night. <laughs> okay. Blue and yellow and orange and black. And uh, the sails. Black oh. with a mouth and stars. <laughs> Black with a gaping fang. The void. Maw the void hungers. Sucking in stars. Uh, okay. Uh, and then the ram of the ship is a golden Morkoth. We are metal as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you do that. You do that all to the miniature that he gave mm-hmm. you. And you notice the other ship instantly takes on the changes. Nice. All right. We better keep that little guy safe. Back back in the back in the bag. Paint there brush with it. There we go. All right. And uh, Baxter says, now, that's established. <laughs> Please set the ship on the map where you'd like it to go. All right. And yeah, there, the, there's that tower that has all those like shipwrecks built on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. Crew of the Void Maw. Uh, yes, uh, here, yeah, I, I'm part of the crew. Uh, got you. Are we ready? Report of the duty, uh, Captain. Uh, oh, Captain, my captain. All right. 
Let's go kill a bunch of mind flares and brains. I'll just drop the ship onto the, onto the map right there. As you drop, place the ship on the map, it instantly vanishes from your like fingers, mm-hmm. and you see it appear on the map right outside the uh, the tower, the Tides Moon Tower. Uh, and there's a bunch of other ships just all around it, like 20 or so ships just scattered all around it. Yours is the one that is probably stands out the most. Mm-hmm. Aside from the one that brings a winter storm with it wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys fire. you guys automatically feel yourselves get pulled into the map kind of like a Jumanji style. <laughs> and the sh- you all are on the ship. No crew, though. The crew isn't there right now. It's just... Oh, oh wait, no. They're milling about and they're like... All the kobolds are like, wait, what the fuck? What happened to our ship? <laughs> it looks awesome now. And Malon looks, looks at you and goes, This makes sense that you did this to my ship. This makes sense. <gasps> I really like fun. it. Damn right you do. And yeah, you see, we finally <laughs> see the other organization ships here. There is one that is a large wooden ship. The sails are purple with a chest on them, and the chest has a huge tongue coming out of it. Very reminiscent of the channel's logo, actually. (laughs) And on the ship, you see a turtle with a long red naval coat, and uh, he's got, like, a pirate's hat on. The coat looks like it belonged to, like, an admiral in the... uh, Fuck, what was their name already? I forget. The Scarlet Banner. He's wearing one of their coats. And this turtle looks aged and weathered. He's grayish. He's got two peg legs. And he's walking around on two peg legs. What? And you see at the front of the ship, it's almost like it's the ship itself is breathing. And it's got massive fangs at the front and a long coiled purple tongue coming out of it. And you hear the pirate going, Oh, our Bessie, it's time we be feeding you some captors. And there are some captives. And you see him pick up a a person who's been, like, bound with rope. And he just drops the body into the water. And that tongue lashes out, wraps around the body, and pulls it into the ship. <laughs> and you get an idea. This entire ship is a mimic. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Shout out to a character concept of how since this campaign began, and to a character I played in a other podcast that I network. This is him. <laughs> I brought him here. Like yeah. fuck it, he's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the other ships you see looks like it might be made of pure ice, and there's a winter storm just around, like twenty feet around it, and there is a, a white dragonborn in like admiral clothes and she's standing there looking around ordering people around you get the idea this is the dragonborn that mordecai would always talk about um this is monroe quickson she is the captain of this ship and again there's other pirates and ships around here you're finally getting to see other pirates and just like getting to take in like holy fuck this is huge and there's hundreds of pirates roaming around the docks of this little settlement and as you're standing here, you guys hear the sound of a foghorn. Just bong. 
and all the pirates just sort of stop talking and look up at the tower. And the doors on the ground floor of this, like the ground of this tower, just open up. And the doors are about 400 feet wide and 200 feet tall. And pirates are just milling into this building. However, you notice all the captains of each ship are staying behind and waiting. And this figure approaches your ship. And he is a triton. Kind of blackish looking. He's kind of got like a long mouth. It kind of comes out a little bit. He looks like an anglerfish walking around. It's not Hannibal. This is looks like a literal bipedal ang anglerfish. Kind of has the whole like thing. Uh, here. Does Noose recognize this Triton as the one in the group? And that that was a part of his little meeting with Grex, Graxon. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, and he's he walks up. He's kind of wearing like a yellow, a very like banana yellow, long pirate coat. One of his eyes has been gouged out, and there's like a dagger embedded into the eye that he just doesn't remove because he thinks it's cool. And he walks up and goes. Oh, I, I be Daggeri. Hello, Daggeri. Who Looks... might you be? Um. We're the crew of the Voidmaw. I'm Captain Ash. Oh, you're the captain. Well, your crew's going to have to come with me. Captains enter through a different door. turn back to everybody else and quietly just say, well, that does look like what everybody else is doing, so I guess so. Okay, um... Uh, if anything bad happens, just rip a hole in the bag of holding and we'll go to the astral plane. That's fine. Well, the ship will, because you're not on it. Oh, fuck. Never uh, mind. Don't do that. Uh, we'll see you inside. Yeah, if you hear lightning, that probably means bad things have happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. Does it look like Noose could, like, evade, uh, this, I don't know, I guess this, uh, ushering of crew? No. Like, the eyes of, okay. No, there's right. too many people around and there's a lot right. of people like posted at various points to make to make sure everyone is corralled into the uh, tower. All right, we'll just go with it then. I'm going right. to try to hide as many weapons on my person as possible. Everyone's carrying weapons. Nobody's hiding weapons. This is a, <laughs> this is a pirate like Yeah, but like I'm just going to like blatantly carry my katana and then everything else is just like hidden in different oh, yeah. And yeah. You see a Goliath walking around. All he's wearing is a pair of tattered, torn brown pants, and he's mm -hmm. got two great axes strapped to his back, and two long swords strapped to his sides. Ooh. You think he's got something to prove? And he's standing about eight foot two. Dang. Walking through. Um, 
You also catch a bunch of other people. You see this Kenku, who is albino. Oh. And uh, is wearing this blood red, like, cloak. Uh, and, like, buccaneer kind of outfit. Like, a, a stereotypical swashbuckler outfit. Quincy's. Um, but on top of their head is a massive blackened, like, painted black... Uh, midnight colored esque raven skull sitting on top of this kanku, and uh, one of their hands has been like, well, one of their arms has kind of been cut off at the elbow, and that blunderbuss has kind of been fashioned where the stump is. Ooh! And they walk forward, <clears throat> and eventually, all of the crew members, yourselves included, are corralled into this large meeting hall. That is quite spacious, and there's food and drink everywhere. And there's people, you know, fighting in here. Like, people are just getting, like, punched in the face. And oh. There's, there's still guards, like, there's still guards stationed everywhere looking to make sure nothing gets too out of control. One guy does get stabbed in the throat, though. And they kind of just go, uh, that's only the third today. And they drag his body away. Um... Noose, you notice there's a there's a handful of goblins here as well, yeah. and they're mm -hmm. just talking in goblin to each other in a far corner, and they're like, kind of discussing. You can't hear what they're saying. You know they're speaking goblin though, just from like the dialect and the way it sounds, mm -hmm. and they're kicking around something on the ground that vaguely looks like a human head, but it's been like severely like petrified and turned into like a ball, and they're kind of just mm -hmm. kicking it around and talking to each other. Um, Eclipse, you do see a few other tabaxi walking around. Ogden, you are very uncomfortable, I assume, in this environment. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to take as much in as I can and also, like, uh, really blend in in my new clothes, like, try and walk in as just mimic as best, best as I can. Sure. Like, Performance check, please. Please, thank you. <laughs> trying to like chest puffed out like trying to like be tough and stuff um uh, i say to all you what's up my other pirate fellow friends yarg uh, uh, pull him by his coat and just whisper in his ears like just shut up and walk normally a minotaur with like black fur and a long braid that goes down to his waist and each little braid there's a human-sized skull, and there's an, a Roman numeral carved into each skull that goes from one to six, and he's severely burned on his left half, like a severe, just like burned on his chest and stuff. Flesh is showing, a little bit of bone is showing, um... One of his horns is snapped off and has a very jagged, like, sharp point to it. One of his eyes has been clawed away, and there's now, like, a diamond-encrusted eye patch on. He turns around and looks right down at you, Ogden. All, like, eight foot six of him. 632 pounds. 
his large great club on his back that's adorned in like rusted iron spikes. And he looks down at you and goes, Watch where the fuck you're going or I'll turn you into paste. Uh, yeah, uh, sounds good, my man. Uh, uh but I'm, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you walk say. Away, just walk Bounce away. Okay, just yeah, away. uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what was your, what was your name again? None of your fucking business. And he turns around and Her. walks away. Terribly Perfect. sorry. Got you. I want to memorize, uh, his face. <laughs> I want to memorize features. It, yeah. Uh, I want to memorize everything about that specific being. And just repeat it over and over to myself again, so I know exactly who that person is in a crowd. All right, uh, Noose, what do you want to do in this large gathering? There's probably in this room, from what you can see, six hundred or so people. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do, buddy? Well, we know that uh, Irina is on the way. You do. Or like we, yeah. Noose uh, doesn't want to get separated from the party. Okay, of course, yep. Um, so despite him being kind of curious about the other goblins, um, he's going to stay with everyone. Okay, all right. They're like looking at you, like trying to beckon you over to come play, and you're just you're just like, eh. you don't budge. Yeah. You don't budge. Uh, well, hey, uh, uh, what? Are you, you trying to show your friends your new toy? What new toy? Oh, no, never mind. I just I made you a new toy. Ne- I don't think yeah, you never gave him the toy. <laughs> I never gave it to him? No. no. Oh. Well, <laughs> well what a weird place to do this. Uh I made you something. <laughs> uh, I feel weird. Here's this. And he has that like human doll that has like anatomy on it or something. <laughs> it's like a mix and match parts. I'll get it. Yeah. Um, here. Yeah. Yeah. Follow yeah. me for a little bit. Well, I'm gonna go check this stuff out, and I think you should come with me. I'm gonna look at the other two in our party and go. Oh, Ash isn't here. Yeah, Ash is with uh, the other captain. Oh, Malin. Malin oh. is though. Malin's oh. with you, and so are like all the other kobolds. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm okay. Then I'm gonna look at Malin. Malin and Eclipse. At this point, it's probably like five kobolds. Because oh. the rest got killed in the tavern. Uh, I'm gonna look at them. I'm gonna be like, "Is this how I die?" Yeah, probably. It's, uh, you're sense. not scheduled to die for another 19 days and 12 hours. <laughs> I look at it because that with that realization, I'm immune. Let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> that minotaur overhears you and just looks at you and shakes his head. And he looks. Oh, at- I've. I've got your number, friend. When you say let's dance, he points to your skull like your head and then points to his braids. Uh, and I look at him. <laughs> I look at him and I just want to just like make eye contact and be like and point to the tattoo of like time going out and I'm like. <laughs> but also be careful. We are surrounded by pirates. 
Yeah, and he was... could die in at any second. Uh oh, I'm 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 living like I'm dying every day. Yeah. Let's do it. To the to so, the fun. So these uh these goblins. Sure. They're kicking uh, the petrified you, human head. But you said that they they uh, saw noose and acknowledged him? Yeah. All right. You get the mm. idea probably because you are a goblin. Yeah. And these are the only other goblins you see. Yeah. These will get about within 10 feet. And then just kind of stop and see what they do. They look at you and then goblin they say, come play with us. Come play with us. What you playing? Oh, you know, we're playing uh, Kick the Head. You know, uh, it's a game we used to play on Bleak Skull before it exploded. You know, you take a head you find and you kick it around like a ball and whoever can kick it the most in the time frame wins uh and then the winner gets the head how's the head how does the head look it looks I mean, like you a, said it looks like a petrified it's a petrified human head but from 10 feet away you can get a glimpse it looks like it might be a, a bunch of like other parts of other human heads stitched together to form one human head Oh, okay. So they're like using the skin, like, and then stitching it together, like, a, like what we do with other. Well, not balls. just skin, like bone okay. and like jaws. Okay. It's like different jaws connected together, different like facial bones and skulls. Try to like recreate this face, this head, and then it's different like facial like skin stitched together. So it looks, it's fucked up looking. Oh, I got. Part of it could have been named Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I'll give it a. I'll give it a try. Okay, they kick it towards you. It's basically hacky sack. Yeah, but they're kicking. But thinking. they're kicking around his head. Uh, yeah, they kick it towards you. Give me a dexterity check to see how good you kick check. it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, dexterity check. That is thirteen. You definitely kick it back. Eh. They're like, and the goblin are like, hey, you're pretty good at this. You ever played before? Uh, well, well done. Well done. Uh, not with other people. Oh, where are you from? Bleak Skull, but oh, I never really got out oh, much. You're for Bleak Skull, too. We're for yeah. Bleak Skull. So, I had to weave in a rush. Do you, do you know what happened to Papa Bondi? Oh, he's fine. Really? Yeah, he kind of still lives there. The island's not all destroyed. There's like a small little like chunk of it left. He lives on it. Oh, well that's good to hear. Yeah. Is there anything else about the island that changed? What happened? Uh, It kind of just like split apart into separate islands. Oh. Uh, neat. Reg is still alive, though. Oh, Reg is there? Yeah, Reg. Yeah, Reg. Oh, nice. And you, you, you kick the ball again? Yeah. Dexterity check. Yeah. Slightly less good. Twelve. You still kick it. You fumble it a little bit. They're like, man, you're still pretty good at this. 
Thanks. Um, news would like to do would to like to gauge whether they're being honest or not. Insight it's very yeah, for sure. skeptical of all of this. And yeah, not still not great. So that's uh twelve. They seem to be honest, hundred percent. All right, cool. So I'm grub. You're grub. I'm grub. He points to the one, this one goblin who's got like no ears, kind of has like little holes where his ears used to be. That's lucky. And he points to the third goblin and says, "Hello." That's Phil. Phil Grub and Wookie. Yeah, Phil has a human parent. Like he was adopted by humans. Ah. His his parents don't like when we play this game. Yeah, it. it I I've learned that. You know, people other like other other guys, like I thought you hear they they get a little bit upset around dead stuff. Are you are you? Yeah, so you're also still speaking in goblin, so this just sounds like weird, like talking. Hmm. Uh, I can cast. Uh, I start uh, <laughs> casting comprehend languages. Sure. So. It'll take me. It'll take me a minute, but I'm just gonna like start just trying to cast comprehend. Wait, so you're here with that one, the one who's totally not a pirate. Uh, yep. Oh, that's cool. He's um, pretty powerful. Yeah, he looks pretty powerful. One time, I got stabbed, and I almost died. That happened to me too. Oh, what did you get stabbed by? I got stabbed by uh, this like guy who was like coming out of a grave, and he stabbed me in the stomach. No, there was a big, huge, uh, big, huge dragonborn. You hold a hold the blade up to my forehead. And that's how I almost died. Oh, that's, you're 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 brave. Uh, no, it was really scary, and I don't want to do it again. And, uh, because of this chat and distraction, he goes to kick the ball, and he misses. And he's like, No! That means you win the head! Ooh! You, you win the head! And he picks the, head, he picks the head up, and he hands it to you. This would like to inspect the head. It is a nasty fucking stitched together <laughs> human head. Definitely, you can tell like by feeling it with your hands. There's definitely various bones in here that have formed this head, like a mix of children and like women and adult people. The skins are various different colors of people. The hair is also kind of like different, but it's also like hard and brittle hair. It's like when you touch the hair, it kind of just like falls out. Hmm. Well, thanks, guys. I don't. I know you guys like to play, so it feels bad taking oh, this from you. We have extras. We keep them on our ship. Oh, what is the name of your ship? Uh, I think I can't remember what it's called. It changes. The name changes all the time. Our captain's kind of weird. You might have saw him. He's the uh, the turtle man with the two peg legs. 
Oh. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, um, currently, the name of our ship is the Sultry Mimic. Oh. Well, just so you guys know, there's going to be a lot of mind flares coming soon. We got we to gotta take them out. We oh, should, okay. like, we should definitely pull up and make twaps and ambush them. Yeah. Do you want to join our friend circle? That sounds like a great idea. Oh, fantastic. Um, we'll talk to you after all this is done, uh, and we can play more of Kick the Head. All right. That sounds great. And this will take the head and put it in the bag of holding. Uh, tradition also states you get to name the head. <laughs> His name is Billy. <laughs> That's a good name. Okay, we called him Wilson. Well, and I suppose whoever will win it for me will name it something else. Yeah, okay, bye. And they run off to go, like, be with the rest of their crew. Ash. Yeah. As you're standing on the deck of your ship, Dagorites walked away at this point. Mm -hmm. That, that turtle kind of walks over and like looks up at you on your ship. Er, uh, permission to come aboard, Captain. Granted. <laughs> he, surprisingly quick for having two peg legs, he gets up to you and you notice the peg legs kind of end in, they're, they're iron peg legs, and they kind of end in points. Ding, 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 ding. So they kind of make little hard-to-notice puncture holes. And he approaches you and goes, Alrighty, Captain Archimedes Rudder. And he holds out a uh, turtle hand. I take it. Shake it. I'm Captain Ash. Arr, uh, yes, my ship be the sultry mimic. Her name be Bessie. As you can tell, she is a mimic. We feed her unruly crew members. What does your ship be called, and what does it do? Uh, my ship is called the Voidmar. Oh, that's a pretty fitting name. And what it does is a surprise. Oh, I do like surprises. I don't like, well, you could say my body is riddled with surprises. I have, well, I like to frequent the uh, brothels on the continent, and I've got quite a few surprises of my own. Oh. I'm sorry Perhaps to hear that. Yeah, I, uh, I like to overshare sometimes too. <laughs> All right, my body's full of surprises too. Er, what they but be they? Do you have the dragon, the dragon sweats? <laughs> no. Uh, the blue rot. No. Er, I hate that. Are the uh, you're not there? Are the uh, there's one where your eyes like melt out of your head. Nope. Or you still have your eyes. I'm missing one of them. And it lets up an eye patch, and you see like what looks like a wound that's like melted out of the cavity. Hmm. Well, you know, uh, I put my hand behind my back, and I sprout a sixth finger, <laughs> and then I, and then I pull it back out, and I'm just like, you know, uh, some extras. Or how would you be getting that? Or you by chance inbred? And I put it back behind my back and then vanish it again. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like being played tricks on. Who played any tricks? And then in front of him, I'll just have the finger just... He turns around <laughs> and he just, he just walks off your ship. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh. uh, also, 
Should you be needing to speak to me, I am one of the nine organization leaders. Good to know. And you see him walking towards this sort of staircase that kind of kind of like comes out of the uh, of the top of the tower and mm -hmm. it comes down and it connects to a bridge that is detached from the rest of the tower and it is being guarded by two very large bugbears dressed in pirate uniforms wielding flaming great swords mm. and they're just standing there and they're like and uh, you see the the turtle captain runner walk towards those two bugbears and walk down the bridge and you take notice that the other captains are um walking um towards this bridge and down it wait until i'm about middle of the pack and then i'll join the join the the migration all right, so you're in between this goblin who's about three foot two. He's got rainbow-colored hair styled into a very spiny mohawk. He's wearing like a he has like a metal kind of like jaw, lower jaw, all metal, with metal teeth. And he's wearing like kind of like a sleeveless black leather vest adorned in like <laughs> spikes and everything. He looks like a biker, <laughs> kind of. Uh, and his he's like covered in like black pirate tattoos. One of his eyes is, like, violet. The other one is yellow. And his ears are pierced with the bones of what appear to be human fingers. And he's walking in front of him. He's got, like, a whip coiled around his waist using as a belt. And the whip is covered in, like, thorns that have, like, greenish, like, goo dripping from them. And when the goo drips, you can hear it kind of sizzle on the bridge, like... And then immediately behind you is a two-headed ogre. Covered in what looks like leather made from human flesh, mm. and the ones going, uh, I, 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 I don't think we should be here. And the other heads, well, Fred, I definitely think we should be here. I like him. And I like him as you're corralled, corralled down this bridge, and that foghorn sounds again. You go up those stairs, Ash, with the other captains. The rest of you inside are corralled into a much larger room. And in this much larger room, you see there are chairs for everyone to sit in if they so choose. There's like hundreds and hundreds of chairs. And they are all uh, have signs for each where each crew of each ship should be sat. And surprisingly enough, there is already a sign there for the Void Maw. Can I listen during like this whole escapade um for like any rumors uh or gossip about our crew there's, the too, many, there's too many people in here talking at once it's kind of impossible to hear anything but gibberish okay uh it, uh i think sorry Garrett. i think you had a point of order first uh once everybody starts moving, Noose is going to hold on to Ogden and try to find Eclipse. You guys can find her pretty easily, yeah. Okay. I All have right. 
peacock I, feathers in my hat and I'm wearing samurai armor. <laughs> kind of stand out. She's the only pirate I, in here wearing samurai armor. Yeah. I'm, and I'm essentially the only non-pirate, or at least sticking out that much. Uh, is there a world in which I try, because I've been casting Comprehend Languages, and is there a world in which I try and understand any snippets that stand out? Uh, like I said them? about Eclipse, it, there's so many people talking, you can't really understand what's being said. Got it. Cool, 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 cool. I wanted to make sure if, if there was anything I could catch. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, so Noose, Ogden, Eclipse, Malin, and I forgot he was here, Roman. Yeah, buddy. Are corralled into... He's kinda... Yeah, he's just like, oh, fuck. Corralled into... Take him home? Corralled... I've been trying to convince corralled, you guys. Um, corralled Couldn't into... he have just mapped his way home from the ta- from where we just Over were? There. Oh, yeah. You guys are corralled into uh, the seating area for each... For the crew of each ship. And surprisingly... It's done organized and orderly, and everyone is sitting where their designated spot is. You guys get to your designated spot, and that Minotaur from before that hates Ogden Boone is just like, seems to be the one corralling people, telling them where to go, and enforcing the rules and law, law in here. Uh, I'm just going to sit behind the captain's chair. Uh, the captain's chair isn't here. Okay. Then I'm going to sit at the front. Sure. Of the the void maw yep. section. Sure. Yeah. All right. And Noose and Ogden, you guys are sitting near her. Yes. All right. The other kobolds kind of like push each other like, let me, let me through. And they all kind of like sit down. Malin is just like, oh, oh, why do I travel with other kobolds? <laughs> and then uh, Roman kind of just sits down by his lonesome and just sits there and you hear him mutter like why am I here um, I'm going to wave him closer to the front be like come on back he's like no that's okay and uh, you see at the very top of this room there appears to be a set of like 50 or so seats yes 50 or so seats, and that's where the captains are coming in, and they're about 300 feet up. And they're sitting in bigger, wooden, black, like, oak chairs. And each captain is sitting in a chair that has their pirate ship's name carved into it. And as you eventually find your seat, it's in this sort of, like, the far, far, far left at the very end. And you're sat beside that, immediately beside that two-headed ogre. And the ogre is still bickering with itself the entire time. And you... You sit. Mm-hmm. And of the other captains sit. You see the turtle. He's not there. You see rising up from the center of the room like a... Like a hunk of... Big hunk of like wood kind of grinding and coming up, rising up. And it gets to about the height of the captains where they are, and you see nine people sat in a circle there. And these are the organization leaders. You see uh-huh. that white dragonborn. You see uh, Captain Rudder, the turtle. You see the uh, Kenku with the uh, black uh, skull cap. Uh, 
allow me to pull up the other uh, organization leaders before we end this session real quick because it is almost three in the morning. Sorry, guys, I didn't expect it to go this long. Uh, just, I got too into it. Um, There's too much information to have on my D&D Beyond notes, so I had to put it on a Google Doc. Okay, yeah, so you see Monroe Quigson. That is the Silver Dragonborn. She's not a White Dragonborn. My apologies. Uh, and her ship is the... Uh, is the... Uh, fuck, what's the name of her ship? I don't remember right now. Who cares? Uh, the Mother Mother Winter. Oh, cool. Uh, you see this sort of, like, vampire dressed in pi pirate clothes. He's kind of got, like a hat that sits sideways on his head with like a red feather um, sticking out of it. And his ship is the Heart Drinker. Uh, you see the turtle. His ship, the Sultry Mimic. Um, there is a albino rat folk who look has a hearing horn in one of his ears that he's using to hear. His, his ship is the Vermin Seer. There is a... Anyway, the, that rat folk's name is Stig, Stigwell Millwright. Mm. There's an extremely pompous, overweight human male. Looks like he might be 350 pounds. Ooh. He's more like a sphere of a man. Uh, and he's just covered in rings and very opulent clothing. Uh, his name is Hallis von Rondeldsen. And his banner ship, his ship is the Lady's Splendor. Hmm. That uh, Kenku um, is known as Shrillbeak, and their ship is the Murder of Crows. Um, and finally, you see a Tabaxi hmm. that looks like a snow leopard that just reeks of perfume. Um, they wear like red silks, just like wrapped around them, and their ship is the Silken Mystery, and that is the all the organization leaders. Um, and as they all look around, they say, let the tides moot begin in unison. And that's where we're going to end the session for the week. Oof. That was a, so much that was a, a dense, a dense episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That'll probably be five podcast episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the wire. I'm, I, sorry about all the like all the exposition so and plot heavy oh, stuff. So great. Um, so, I think it's about time we dive into that. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be um, definitely taking notes when this video drops and I start making the timestamps. Well, there's always the video on demand that goes up onto Twitch right away. So <clears throat> yeah. Um, and if you yeah. Uh, Thanks for watching, chat, and oh, that raid that we got. Woo! How awesome was that? We got like a bunch of followers from that too. Then we that got three uh, I think I, I think our at one point our viewer count was sixteen. Yeah. It was nineteen. But, oh, nine, was it yeah. really we got up to nineteen. But that was yeah. uh, but that <laughs> but that happened pretty much right after uh, you got back, Justin. Oh no. So we so it was kind of in like. A not very great spot. Uh, whatever. Because <laughs> we were just going. Boop, doop. <laughs> but oh, well. yeah. Shit happens. Um, yeah. Mm. So it was awesome to get a raid. Um, yeah. Just 
praying for that critical role raid that they do every once in a while to D&D streams. Yeah. Um, plot heavy episode. The original title of the episode was going to be um, The Obsidian Covenant, but I think I'm going to change it to Family. Um, oh, family. Because why not? Um, yeah, we had a plot heavy episode there. Sitting at, I think, the second longest of this campaign. Uh, makes sense. It's going to be a short one, and then just I got really into the plot stuff. And I was like, I need to do more. Um, <laughs> and then find a good ending point, uh, which I think is the Tidesman beginning, would be a nice pickup for next week's episode. To have a political intrigue episode with something else that might happen. Because um, it's not piracy without political intrigue. <laughs> um, Let's do it. So yeah, thank you for watching Beneath the Tide, obviously. Thank you, everyone. Shout out to my connection somewhat holding out to whatever the fuck happened there when I unplugged my Ethernet adapter. Uh, hopefully this continues for tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time for Garrett's uh, Grimshade Mountain. Oh, man. And uh, that it holds out again for Sunday's Soldiers of the Lich Queen. Um, again, thank you, chat, for watching and chatting along with us. Um, oh. And again, uh, you know the announcements. If you want to get a rehash of them, check out the video on demand. My brain is just too fried right now to go over them all again. It is 5 to 3 in the morning for me. Um, like, seriously, again, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for being with us as we dive right into the next arc of this campaign. And I am so excited to see what everyone does next week with these plot threads that we got hanging around now with Ogden possibly dying in 19 days. Um, <clears throat> and now, the days passed in game are sitting at 49. Roughly. And now that number really matters. Seven weeks. Yeah. Uh, but uh, until next Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll see you guys then. Bye, everyone. You've gotten me into the bad habit of waving at my webcam.